to me to me it was simple i thought and why, why i like thought wow this is really weird and almost hypocritical is john chose to be inactive for three years he chose not to fight what i don't care i don't care what john does right he's putting but, weight on he was putting weight on he was putting weight on ben whatever he chose not to fight three years three okay. years choose not to fight francis is in the ufc pretty much the entirety of that three years and we've seen other people go up weight classes, right? Is style bender did it and lost to Jan um, and went back to 185. So we've seen other people do it. And so he had plenty of opportunity to fight Francis Ngannou. So now Francis Ngannou wants to say, I'm the best man on the planet. I think he should be able to. Now, can John argue he is also? Sure. But John can't say, you can't do it because John didn't fight him for three years. <laughs> that was uh, Ben Askren on the Daniel Cormier podcast. Um yeah, I mean, I think he brings up a really good point. You know, um, it is somewhat hypocritical of John Jones to, uh, you know, call out Francis Ngannou and say he's a pussy and all this when he was not being competitive at all for the last three years. Yeah. I need to take a look at somebody like Izzy, who did go up and continued to try to, or continued to be, you know, relatively active in his weight division, even to, you know, take on the challenge and it wasn't successful. And John Jones waited three years, and like you know, it all worked out for him. But at the same time, Askren makes a really good point. No, he makes a really good point, and, he, and he's absolutely right. Uh, Francis is the baddest man on the planet, and you know, run the clock back a calendar year, and all you hear from Dana White is John Jones doesn't want that fight. Yeah, John Jones doesn't want that fight. He's got a contract to sign. He wants too much money. He doesn't want that fight. And and yeah, and now here we are. As soon as Francis leaves. <laughs> John's like that fucking dog that only barks when there's a fence in between them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Let's go. Hands up, you ready? Let's go. Knuckle up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to Scrapcast. On and on and on and on. Episode 14, Scrapcast. As always, I'm your host, Ace, co-host, Mr. Will. Mr. Will, how you doing? Doing good, man. Good to be back. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. All right. Uh, Got to get back to it. Uh, not a lot in the overview. Kind of had a, you know, weekend off. Hope uh, your weekend off was good from the fights. Really didn't have much, you know? Relatively speaking with how it's been, it did feel kind of like an MMA drought, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, slap fighting season two started. I don't know if you, got, <laughs> I don't know if you caught up no, on that. Dude. Yeah. Okay, so I did watch a YouTube highlight. Uh-oh. <clears throat> and uh I just it just it for for that particular sport, it really seems like too much comes down to the coin flip. Right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it can. It really can. Um I haven't watched a lot of it, but from what I have watched, um you know, a, a lot of it is like placement and a lot of those guys get up there and they get like really nervous and you see a lot of like clubbing fouls and you see a lot of like slapping with the fingers and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not that, I don't know, like I'm not, I'm not a big fan, but I'm just saying that like, you're right. A big part of it is who gets to go first. That's yeah. a big part, yeah. but it's also about like making sure your strike counts, you know? So. True. Yeah. I just, especially at those heavier weight classes where. All it takes is one, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. And to be honest with you, you know, it's five pounds of pressure is what they say, um, you know, and yeah, just one good play strike. Even if you see it coming, you know, just 
and and you know, pardon my ignorance on the whole power, power slap fighting championship. Um, slappers, <laughs> slappers only. Do they? <laughs> um, is there ever not a knockout? Like, do yeah. you all, you only get three, and then how do they how do they judge it after? Based on like a criteria that involves like damage and like that kind of shit. Interesting. Yeah, and like a big part of it is like if they go all three, more than likely somebody's been DQing. Like somebody, well, not DQing, but somebody's been fouling. Gotcha. Somebody's been clubbing the other guy over and over again, or somebody has the wrong placements. They step up sometimes, like because you can't, you can only like barely uh, bring your heel up mm-hmm. slightly. And if you, you know, actually take a step or lean too much into it, it's like that's you know part of it too. So like sometimes people get all like you know. Emotional and then so on those clubbing fouls, does yeah. the dude get knocked out? But no, then he gets to go no, even though he gets no. A lot of times with the uh, every clubbing one that I've seen, once again, I haven't watched a lot of this. Okay? <laughs> but <laughs> resident power I know, slap, I know, uh, expert cool, over I know. here. <laughs> but, but 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 I have seen you know guys get clubbed. Then what happens is they get like a red mark on their head. Like you can tell like it hurt a lot, but like the way that they're clubbing them, it's not like it's not getting enough of the like power to go through it's just like landing on their head you know what i'm saying like from the okay. wrist or from the whatever you know so right. it's like leaving like a welt but it's not actually like getting through you know it's not like a clean strike you know gotcha. so um yeah i've never seen anybody get clubbed and then get knocked out okay so yeah it's just sloppy it's really what it comes down to you know um and then yeah and then some people like can take it you know can take like a hard slap and some people can't you know yeah. what i'm saying so some people can take it and some people can't like depending on when they fight, you know, sometimes people get knocked out all of a sudden and then they're like, find the next one and they can take a bunch. So it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Sounds like there might be more technique to this whole power slap fighting championship than we, I thought. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying you get high, you watch a little bit, there's nothing else on. You're like, fuck it. You know, just watch some dudes slap each other. <laughs> I'll, watch, I'll watch about 30 minutes, you know, they, they, they have women too. They have women too. Okay. You know? Not, not as much, but they do have women too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and some of those women can really fucking slap. I, hey, yeah. Psh, don't I know it? Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> All right, overview. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Go. Round one. Yeah. The last fight night we had uh, Mackenzie Dern, Angela Hill. Yes. I remember we were there. both pulling for Angela Hill in that one. But. Still, always, always big fan Angela Hill. And what really surprised me in that fight was her durability. I mean, she was close to getting knocked out and submitted yeah. so many times yeah. throughout that fight, and yeah. she never gave in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, true. even, like, in the, like, first round, she started, like, getting, you know, knocked off her feet and taking heavy punishment and just continued to, like, roll through it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I mean, I don't know if that's good for her long term, but I'm just saying, like, the will in that woman to fight, even if she has an off night, it's like she's like the real like female zombie. Like you cannot right. kill her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? How many times did Mackenzie Dern almost have that fucking armbar? No, you I know really. What I'm I thought I so thought that was over. Dude, I, really I was did. like every time I was on I the know. edge of my seat, like oh fuck, she's barely. Oh, I know, fuck. I know. And then pretty soon you're just like just tap. Oh my god, just tap. <laughs> but no, no, she wouldn't do she it. Didn't I know? And and. Let's not fucking, you know, not give credit where it's due. Mackenzie Dern looked fucking phenomenal. Best version of Mackenzie Dern that I, I've seen. I, yeah, I did not think she was going to improve that much on the feet. Dude, the stand-up, yeah. she was throwing heavy shots. You know, she's not worried about uh, fighters taking her down because if she, they take her down, like, that's what she wants exactly. to be. Exactly. And she's just, like, throwing fucking leather in there. I was, I was super impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... 
Mackenzie Daring gets to keep moving up. Yeah. And Angela Hill, unfortunately. Unanimous decision. Yeah. But, yeah. But, I mean, you know, the tough award. Isn't that isn't that something like the Foley or something? I don't know. It's like the award that they well, give. It should, ah, be. So it should be. Yeah. Something. Anyways. And then we had uh, Edmund Shabazian versus Anthony Hernandez. Yeah. He got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Called it. Um. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I wanted to give him another chance, but nah, he's he can't. Hang. It was a war. I mean, for a while it lasted, it was pretty good. Let's yeah. be honest. It was going back and forth. It was a good firefight. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't look like Edmund's got what it takes to fight at this level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, I'd be I'd be interested to see him like maybe like put on weight. You know? Okay. Maybe go up. Okay. And see how that transitions. Right. You know? Maybe because he, he's a big dude for he has a big frame for this weight division. Yeah. And maybe that cut is like leading to some of these. Could be. You know what I'm saying? Could be. I don't know. So. No, it could be hurting his cardio. It could be hurting his chin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we had uh, Emily Dakote versus Lupe Godinez. Yeah, um, still can't. I still never got a chance to figure out why that was um, a catch weight. But you know, <clears throat> Lupe, you know, she put up a good fight, and yeah. uh, I mean, I think she took it on all the cards. Yep, I agree. I do agree. Um, Andre Filio, Joaquin Buckley. We said it was going to be a knockout. It was a fucking knockout. <laughs> it was a fucking knockout. Yeah. Buckley moving down to 170. Yep. Um, as long as he completely makes that weight, he should probably knock a couple other fools out. Yeah. Um, and it and it was funny because Andre looked like the more composed out of the two. Mm-hmm. And that's usually in the firefight. The one who keeps his head on his shoulders is the one that gets to keep mm-hmm. his head on his shoulders. And so I was watching it and I was like, man, Joaquin is like throwing for the fences. And then he fucking backed him up and caught him. And that was it. Yeah. I mean, Joaquin Buckley and the head kicks just, just seems to be a thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's money. Yeah. Um, and then we had before that Diego Ferreira versus oh, Michael dude. Johnson. Dude. Really, he really fucking He did, he did, him, he did. Dude. And as sad as it was to see it to see that happen to Michael Johnson, because he looked really good up I until know, that point. I know. And then he got fucking flatlined. And as sad as it was to, for me to see that, Diego Ferreira looked really good. Yep. Um, you know, he has always been one of those, like, more grapple-heavy, but, like, still a dangerous striker. Like, And he just, you know, again, proved why. Um, yeah, I mean, so hats off to him. And, um, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. Kind of a scary knockout. It was one yeah. of those... Stiff as a board, tree falling in the woods type of thing. It, it was, was, yeah. I mean, damn. It was dude. scary. It was scary. It was scary enough that you want to like, you know, kind of be like, you know, what do you want to do next, Michael? You know what I'm saying? Like, at least take some time off. Yeah, exactly. Before you fucking yeah. get back in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, but before that, dude, our fucking boy, Borchef. I'm <laughs> telling you, Borchef. This fucking yeah. this dude, fucking yeah, knocked out, Bashate. He did. He and, did. Uh, um, I didn't know much about Borshev. Um, I'd be definitely be looking out for him now, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was also. Uh, it was also good to see Karolina Kovačević get a uh, dominating win. Oh yeah, all three um, rounds. Yeah, I, without a question. Um, and yeah, besides that, uh, really stuck out to me was uh, Gilbert Ubina getting the KO um, yeah. over Ryan. Um, yeah. Called that one as well. Dude looked really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else stuck out to you on this fight? Uh, you know, Chase Hooper is one of those young guys that were really trying to push, and he fell on some hard times, but he managed to get himself a win. Yes, yep, that's true. So, hats off to him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, Natalia Silva getting that knockout over Victoria Leonardo. That was, uh, 
that was uh, pretty devastating. She was uh, the smaller of the two, mm-hmm. and um, Victoria. I, I was pretty sure they were fighting like in her hometown. Right, sure. right. And uh, yeah, Natalia just fucking went out there and put it on her. So yeah, she did. All right, on to BKFC forty three. Um, this was in. Omaha, Nebraska, main event, Alexander Houston, Alexander, <laughs> um, versus Jeremy Smith. Um, pretty decent fight. Um, what I remember was Houston Alexander, um, you know, coming in there and really swinging like how he does, but he's old and fucking, even when he was young. Okay, first off. He was old even when he got into the UFC. That's what that's what I was yeah. going to say. Is that fucking uh he was old even when he got into the UFC. He was like over his 30s. Yeah. And um but he's even older now. Okay? Yeah. The dude's like approaching 60, okay? And he's in fucking B Jesus yeah. And he's in, and he's fucking in BKFC. So, he gets in there and he's fucking throwing like going out on his shield type of shit. Um and the thing about it is his opponent, Jeremy Smith, I hadn't seen him, you know, uh, box before, but the dude looked like he was underwater. Like he was telegraphing yeah, everything yeah. like really, Throwing really, real you know? And so Houston was able to just keep hitting him and he got hit a couple times and moved away from it. And then as the fight progressed, Houston started getting really tired because mm-hmm. he's older. Yeah. And Jeremy Smith then was able to land more shots. And when we got to the end of the fight, it was really close. But yeah, I had it three rounds to two for Houston Alexander and, and he won. So, yeah, um, pretty good uh, fight card um, all in all. Uh, it was good to see Jeremy Rivera make his uh, comeback. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah, get in there and get a win. BKFC is a good spot for him for sure. Exactly. Um, yeah, and besides that, I mean, I, I just – it was a good card like all, all around. It really was. It was a good card. So, uh, one of their better cards for sure. Yeah, if you were ever – questioning the bkfc clientele who they catered to well their last event was in omaha the next event will be in montana oh they're going <laughs> so, to your hometown so you can see that you can see the kind of um people they know are watching this stuff I think so it's funny. yeah so earlier when we were looking at the fights coming up and we seen that it was in montana i i told you it was in great falls and what was your response <laughs> there's there's probably some better places in montana to put on a fight than that but uh, but again, just like this is like I said, like BKSC really does have that kind of Midwestern feel to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when they started, you know, they didn't have a ring. They were just fighting around haystacks yeah. and stuff. You yeah. Know? yeah. They'll just start <laughs> holding events at the biker bar and shit. That's exactly you know? right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, uh, we had some boxing. Um, talk about Haney versus Lomachenko. Um, pretty good fight. All things considered, there's a lot of talk about robbery. Um I'll be honest with you, I watched the fight live, and how I felt was the majority of the fight, I would say the first, I don't know, seven rounds probably, were really, really close. Like, really, really close. Okay. So you could err either way, okay? But then after that, I thought that Loma was landing more of the power shots, and Haney was, um, you know getting strikes but he was taking a lot more of the punishment right and and especially at the end of the fight i mean there was a a couple times in the last round where lomachenko looked like he was like really hurting him and he yeah. may have been able to even have a chance to put him away so i get why people were like oh he got robbed because the decision did go to haney mm-hmm. like i understand that because watching the fight if you just watch the fight 
you know Lomachenko won the fight. Right. It was right. really, really close for a certain period, and then Lomachenko started to pull away, and then he started to put it on him. So he won the fight. But depending on how you scored those rounds and how that gotcha. broke down, because a lot of those rounds were so close, and I was even given a lot of those rounds to Haney. I was just like, okay. he seems to be technically outpointing him. You know, it seems to be, you know, because it was taking a while for Lomachenko to get going, yeah. you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's one of those kind of things. I mean, two of the scorecards were 115 to 113, which mm-hmm. is literally as close as you can get before it's a draw. Yeah. So I, I get that. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't watch it, but just looking at the fight stats, it does look like Loma outlanded him yeah. in almost every round. So, I mean, that's what... Yeah, it is what it is in boxing. You know yeah, what I mean? and and another reason why I think that there's so much talk about the robbery is because a lot of people understand like Lomachenko is a seasoned boxer. Yeah, he has uh, had a really full career in mm-hmm. boxing, um, and he's always been the undersized champion that's had to go up and take on the more heavier champions because there's just no competition for him at his weight division. True. And so because of this, and because he's been gone for a long time with everything that's going on over there in the Ukraine, um, that when he comes back and he's older, a lot of people that I was hearing from when I was talking to people who watch boxing and watch the fight were saying that, you know, this was the last time the Lomachenko was going to be able to look that good. Really? And so that's what they were like assuming because of everything else, because of him getting older and for him to still look that good at that age with everything that, you know, he's been through and stuff. And that's what they're saying. And I mean, who knows? It's all opinion. But I'm just saying you add that with people who understand and been watching for a long time, watching this guy's career. And then you see him win the fight, depending on however the fuck you scored the rest of the rounds before that. When it came down to the fucking fight and at the end of it. I mean, it was pretty clear who who was like the one that was winning, and the right. other person that was just trying to barely make it out. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so yeah, so I get why people were saying that, but like, I really don't think you can call it a, like robbery controversy. It's just the way the boxing set up. It's just you know you score each individually round, and then yeah, depending on how that adds up, you know, it's just like yeah. no, maybe you don't like point. the structure. I I would agree. Maybe there's a better way that we can improve the structure, but like great fight. And one of the, you know, in boxing, we don't get a lot of those anymore. And right. so it's really good when you get to get one of those. So if you get a chance, do fucking watch shit. Yeah, no, and I, I should, because I've, I've been a big Loma fan for a long time. Yeah. Um, okay, so also, um, there wasn't a lot going on. We talked a little bit about s- the slap fighting stuff, but also there's uh, the road to the UFC. Okay. This, uh, you know, um, show that the UFC puts on, basically themed around... Um, building up their you know pacific asian market okay you know what i'm saying yeah um and so yeah yeah. and so uh i think that maybe like whaley zhang maybe came out of the first season i don't know maybe maybe not i don't know okay it would be worth looking into yeah exactly but i'm pretty sure she came out of one of them gotcha but that's the type of market they're trying to build and so it's not like the contender series it's not like ultimate fighter but it's like look we're just gonna have one of these proving grounds for some like other regions. That, yeah, to build that market, right? To the UFC and that gotcha. part of the world. Gotcha. But they're also allowing like pe- certain, you know, other people like to fight in there. Um, and I hadn't watched it before. I watched uh, the road to the UFC four and um, really, really liked it. It's it's a really good product. And it what it sucks because I mean it's really good. There's knockouts, 
There's storylines in the fights. Um, you know, I mean, just like as a fight, as a person that watches a lot of fights and as for a long time and just a fight fan, like a viewing fight fan, like to turn on something and just watch it and be like, oh, like this is really good. You know, like, yeah. I mean, and, and the UFC like refuses to like do any kind of promotion for it. Like it's good. And they should promote it. Gotcha. And like, there's no promotion about it. You don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Like, you hear that, okay, the road to the UFC has started, but like, you don't know what that means. You right, know? right. Um, but, they're, but they'll push fucking the slap fighting shit all over all their fucking the, media know, and all their promotional shit. And they'll push the shit out of that. <clears throat> and I'm just like, I've watched, okay, I've watched both. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the road to the UFC is by far way better. I only watched one episode and I'm fucking hooked. Like, <laughs> okay. I swear, dude. Like it's no. it's that good. It, okay, the, the, this is how it works. So it, the theme of the show is that there is a big tournament that goes on, mm-hmm. and then every sh- show has like you know four or five fights out of the bracket. So like they just finished a UFC a road to UFC four. They just finished the first round of the bracket. So then all the winners from the first round will fight each other yeah. in the next round of the bracket until we get to the number one guy gotcha. at the end. Gotcha. So that's how it works. So it's sort of gives you the feel of the ultimate fighter when you're watching it like it kind of has that like viewing but it's completely different because there's not really any of the like emotional storylines there's no reality tv right it's just like here's these dudes and here's them fighting and here's these dudes and here's them fighting and dude i mean we talk about how nice that would be you know if if there was more stuff that was like that instead of all the commercials and all the droning on and all the rest of it because it eats up so much time so i'm watching it and i'm just like i watch like an hour of it i'm like damn that's fucking good we also talk about how the UFC does a disservice to so many fighters by not promoting them or hyping them. Yeah. And it would be in their best interest to put to shine some light on these fighters. That way you know their name by the time they're getting on these cards yep. that you do actually watch. Yep. And that's, you know, that that's the whole point. Like, if you're the UFC and you're the promotion, that's the whole fucking point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, instead of pushing all these mediocre fighters for God knows what reason, Instagram followers, whatever. Or this like, fucking... this gimmicky fucking sport like if you want to push it push it but then push at least with the same amount this fucking road to the ufc shit you know what i'm saying yeah let us start watching this shit that's really good and get to know who these fighters are it's like the contender series is what it feels like like literally every fight is like fucking knockout submission crazy fucking shit like it's just i just yeah i mean it's that's the shit that's just like dude what are you guys doing like what the fuck? Like who's who's controlling this thing? No, no it, it really makes you wonder how they got so big when you see all these shortcomings that they do with their yeah. with their own fucking product. Yeah, and all that we will get into in the rest of the show. So, <laughs> okay. um, yeah, um, but all in all, not a lot. Um, nice little break. Um, hope everybody, you know, was able to take some time for themselves, do what they need to do, spend time with the family, you know, get outside, whatever, do all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but with that. It's time for the hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. It's really hot. Fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, first, a lot, a lot of interesting discussion stuff, uh, topics. Let's just say um, to talk about tonight. But first and foremost, Bellator versus Ryzen Two. Yeah. Uh, Ryzen came out and said that they're going to hold this event. It is going to be on July thirtieth. That's awesome. Yeah. What is? uh, What's your thoughts about? about it uh, you know big big proponent of the cross promotion i like that they they usually put really good matchups on these cards um they always have you know the biggest names from both promotions on there and it's just nice to see like you don't always get champion versus champion but it's just nice to see you know how cool would it be to have you know 
PFL versus UFC or, you know, one fighting championship versus Bellator. You know what I'm saying? Like if more of this cross promotions, like if you had a card with just, you know, full on cross promotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, we, yeah, beat that fucking dead horse to death a long time ago. Yeah, we did. But no, but I am 100% agree with you. And that's why I love whenever these types of things happen. So far, matchups that they've uh, announced was a lightweight Grand Prix quarterfinal AJ McKee versus Patricky. That's right. Oh, my God. See, I even even saw that fight up there, but I did not realize that was a Bellator versus Ryzen because that's not a Bellator versus Ryzen fight. That's just a Bellator on Bellator fight. Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a Bellator. Yeah, but at the same time, they're going to have it at the No, that's huge. And that's lightweight? Yeah, lightweight, Grand Prix quarterfinal. And then they're having their inaugural flyweight titles. Big news. Bellator is creating a um, flyweight division for the first time ever. And... uh, Horiguchi is going to be fighting in it against Horiguchi, Takahashi. Fucking legend, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. So big deal. It is. They're it's, starting it's, a it's whole other division in Bellator. Yeah. And there are, and as we know, there's a lot of really good 125 pound fighters out there. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, be interesting to see how that shapes out and how many fighters they actually get on the roster for that weight class. Yeah. But I will definitely be watching. Um, the rising cards have only got better and better. Bellator puts on in their cards, you know, Really competitive, good cards um, for the most part should be should be really entertaining. Yeah, AJ, um, AJ McKee, man, he's he's a stud. You know, yeah, like yeah, no, I agree. Um, the thing about it though is that what's kind of weird is there's been all these rumors going around that Bellator is going to sell. Moving on to hot take number two. So um, PFL buying out Bellator was the rumor I heard. That was also the rumor I heard. But where I tried to source it. I don't. Okay. There wasn't any real source to it. Okay. But um, here's the thing: Does Bellator make money? I would think so. I I would say definitely yeah. not. I would say oh, okay. definitely not. No. Okay. I don't know I how their so. gates turn out. I don't know. Fucking. It doesn't seem like there is, you know, as much like there with Bellator from either the fight fan perspective or like Bellator, don't get me wrong. It's great. And they have competitive matchups and I like, you know, their fighters and all that I do, but it's just something about it that seems to be almost like hollowed out with Bellator. And so, you know, and here's the thing, if they keep putting all this money into it, Viacom keeps putting all this money into it. It reminds me of like back in the days with fucking Ted Turner and the WCW. Right. They keep putting all this money into it because they want it to be competitive. Mm-hmm. So they're putting it with money. But at what point do you, like, say, okay, this is not going to be a financially, like, you know, a, a good a good call. So, like, okay. You- so you don't think that it's... I mean, whoever they sell it to, they got to feel like they're getting some sort of return on their investment, right? I yeah. mean, unless they're just gutting it yeah. and selling it to... Like, because the last thing I want to hear is that they're selling it to the UFC. Right. 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 But if, but honestly, if you had asked me which second tier promotion made the most money, um, I would have probably said Bellator. Um, they, they, they have the roster. They have, they put on a lot of cards. Do you think Bellator is number two? So as far as who's making money. You really think so? I did. I, I, I yeah, I do. Yeah, I dude, do. Dude, dude, okay, maybe, okay, I, okay, I, I get what you're saying. They've been going at it for longer, like for, they have a good 
track record, right? They, of like doing shows and continuously like growing. Not, up not just that, but they've done what they've done well is they've bought established names. Yes. Right. Yeah. So a lot of these other all these um, other promotions, they work really hard on promoting their names, and right. they do a good job of it. They right. they really do. But Bellator has been buying the established names. You know, they had the they had Fedor, they had Bader, they had yeah. You know, they get all the they get all the all the castoffs from the UFC. They get a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, and and those are and those are names. So I just felt like there were a lot of eyes on Bellator and people tuned in. More so than... So, okay. So, you're right. So, but the thing is, people do tune in for those cards. I've watched them. You've watched them. I'm sure everybody who's listening to this has watched the the majority of those cards, okay? Mm -hmm. A lot of them are big. But a lot of their cards aren't big, right? They have a lot of cards that are, and then they have a lot of cards that aren't. The thing with Bellator is that I would argue that buying up the guys that get cut from the UFC is part of the problem. Like... You need to have those guys because that's mm-hmm. who's gonna, how you're, we're, we're going to watch. Right. But realistically, how much homegrown talent has Bellator like brought up? You know what I'm saying? Well, they, I mean, Douglas Lima, uh, Michael Venom Page, um, they're AJ McKee, yes. Patricky Ferrari. Yeah. There are names. Yeah. No, no, there is. But they've also been going at this for how long? How long has Bellator been going well, on? Well, I think that's one of the other reasons why I thought that maybe they were making money because how do you last that long if you're not? That's what I'm saying. And and so I think that I don't know if they're hemorrhaging money, but at the same time, you keep going at this and, you know, they put Scott Coker um, in charge. And this has been, I don't know, a tenure with Scott Coker in charge yeah. of Bellator. Right. Um, they just it just keeps feeling like they just keep putting off cards like it's not going anywhere. Okay. You know what I'm saying? With the UFC makes so much fucking money that the UFC is like fucking bloating over and, and dying, right? Like, that's what we're pretty much watching. But, I mean, whatever. That's a little dramatic, but it. But I really... Whatever. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll get into all that just in case later. But, okay, the UFC's doing its thing, okay? But it's the it's the biggest fish, so it doesn't really matter. It's doing its own thing. Um, then you have one, and when you're watching the one cards, they're really like... You feel like that's like the sport of MMA, like, even more at a higher level than watching, you know... Um, the UFC cards, and so, like, one feels like it's it's going somewhere, you know? And then you have, like, BKFC, and it's its own sports thing, and it feels like it's going somewhere. And so you have these other promotions that are also around PFL. The PFL thing, we get, we, we, we get into um, a lot of uh, crap talking about the point system, and, you know, we got these points and, like, this whole season where you only get two fights before it's, like, the playoffs, right? Yeah. We talk a shit about it, but they're, like, they're trying to figure it out. But the thing is, is it's different. It's something that's different, and okay. it has potential to eventually end up going somewhere. What's going to end up happening with Bellator? They're just going to forever pay to just continuously be, like, this I, I honestly, cast-off I league? honestly thought there was enough overflow that there could be. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, okay. like there's enough overflow for there to be another <clears throat> promotion just like the UFC. Because you're right, that is what Bellator is. It's yeah. another promotion just like they do everything just like the UFC does. They have the old UFC but, fighters. But it's the B-rated one. It's but like it, it is it's the like, B-rated one. It's like for if sure. you can't pay for, for sure. UFC tickets, maybe for sure. Bellator. You're absolutely right about that. But I, but again, I still think there's enough money to go around. And the other thing I gauge a lot of these promotions on are their sponsors, right? And of all of them, and again, not that all of them need it, 
like one doesn't necessarily need it because no. there's a lot there's a lot of things that they're doing well and they have a lot of money already invested in them from and over they there, do. that part but of the world. Bellator does have they have the second tier they have all the second tier sponsors you but know? the thing like, is okay you're right but the thing is about bellator is they don't need it they do because they need it because it helps to create another form of revenue that you're saying to right. pull in but at the same time they're owned by viacom i mean they've got fucking money on money you know what i'm saying so it's like they don't need to have the money but they do because the product isn't like, the product isn't flying off the shelf. Okay. People aren't like, you know, got to see the Bellator cards. If anything, we're watching the Bellator cards, and our response a lot of times is like, yeah, that was a lot better card than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> right? So, okay. That's a lot of what the Bellator cards okay. are, okay? So and, you... and after you've been in the game for this long to have that kind of track... Oh, okay. Here's the thing. I don't know what their, what their financial situation is. You don't know. We're speculating back and forth. The thing is, though, is that, like, I'm just, like, trying to give you, like, my viewpoint. So when you hear the rumors, and I can't be the only one that feels this way. When you hear rumors of a, a selling or possibly selling, right. you're like, oh, that kind of would make some sense. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, and it absolutely does. But, again, the, the UFC didn't sell necessarily because it was hemorrhaging money. Like, it right. sold because it, it, had, it had grown. Its worth had grown. So... I get, <clears throat> I, I get what you're saying, and you do. You make you make really good points, but if it's hemorrhaging money, who's buying it? Is my point. Like, that's that's true. But the thing is, is like the people that could buy it, right? Like, let's say PFL bought it, right? Okay, that would be beneficial for PFL because then be. they would have a long list of good fighters. Like Absolutely. I said, they have competitive fucking fights. Yeah, they have people of names. They have fucking some of the greats, like. You know, the Pitbull brothers, there's a whole bunch of them. Like, they do have their yeah. own talent. They do have a lot to offer. And to bring that into something like PFL would, like, jump PFL. You know what I'm saying? I do. Because then, I Because agree. then those tournaments are going to be way more interesting. You're going right. to have, like, you know, like you said, one of these these former fighters that you know, these, you know, former, yeah. you know, homegrown talent, these new guys all mixed in there and how that's going to work out. So And then your seasons could be longer. Yeah. And you could have, actually, you know, there'd be, like, you know, some some drama yeah. throughout the whole tournament. Yeah, exactly, format, you know? exactly. And enough names and stuff to promote all their cards week to week. This week, it's this guy and this guy and this yeah. guy and this guy. Next week, it's this and this lady and this person. And this, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and enough to get that to actually, like, move forward as opposed to, like, over time, do a season after a season after a season like how Bellator did to try to, like, consolidate, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, so it, it does make sense. But you're right. They could be, it's perfectly, you know, reasonable, and, and you're probably even correct on it, that, like, they've probably grown it to a point that they feel like they literally can't go any more further than this. Right. And so then they're like, you got any offers? You know? Right. Trying to feel it. Right. You know? And if fucking something happens, they'd be like, well, that's a good well, business decision. Right. So. And there's a lot that goes into that, because, again, since most of these fighters are UFC cast-offs, I don't see the UFC bidding for it. Right. Because they're like, we don't, we don't need these guys. We already right. had these guys. They're yeah. gone. Yeah. Right. So... So who does bid on it if it does go up for sale, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is it another uh, communications company that decides they want to start throwing money at something like that and seeing what they can make of it? I don't know. Or or is it like PFL? I mean, honestly, the more I think about it, the more PFL is the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Um, okay, so here's the thing. Like, one doesn't need any more, like, of what Bellator would offer, right? Like competitive, high level. One is doing just fine. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, one is fucking, like, they don't need to get financially involved with that. Yeah. PFL would definitely benefit them a lot more. Um, yeah, I mean, 
And, and the thing with the UFC is like the UFC is owned now by, you know, Endeavor mm-hmm. and they own a fucking they're like trying to become, you know, the media version of BlackRock and Vanguard. Yes, and just exactly. trying to like gobble up as much as they can yeah. and, you know, be part of Disney and be part of all this other, you know, shit. Mm-hmm. And so um, but yeah, I just I guess I just think that, you know, whether or not Bellator ends up selling, the rumors of it are really interesting. And the potential of Bellator selling, I hate to say it, but it makes me excited because it okay. makes me feel okay. like there could be something that can happen with all these guys that are over here fighting. Because, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know, it kind of feels stagnant. It feels a little stagnant over there at Bellator. I got you. So, I, I, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless they're going to come out with something new to try and change the game or make it. I mean, you know, uh, Bellator slap fighting championships is maybe where they need to go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) See, back in the day when there was like one and when a promotion did like one event a month or like two events a month, it makes sense to have Bellator and have all these other names and stuff. But it's just like now we're kind of getting to the point where there's so much saturation in the market that we're like kind of filtering it. You know what I'm saying? Like. There is, because, I mean, there's so many promotions that we don't even have time to talk about on this show. I mean, (laughs) I I, I do. I feel like every retired fighter in the past five years has their own Own fucking fight promotion. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anybody who, yeah, made some money, some real money. I know. Speaking of washed up bullshit, (laughs) the BMF title is back. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Do... Dude, I don't know. Well, Do you what, care? That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no. um, I, I'm, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I care a whole lot. Um, I'm not sure what it really means. Uh, honestly, like I get what I, it really means. I, you know, I, I get it. Like baddest motherfucker, but it's. <laughs> but but it's who they decide to put in the fight for the BMF. It's it's how that you know like I don't get no 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 don't no, no, no it's dude, like no. it's like Francis calling himself the baddest man on the planet yeah like it's it's something everyone <laughs> knows and and dude should just say it's not something you should create a belt for and start holding fights for because you don't like there isn't a BMF ranking system. You know what I'm saying? There so, isn't okay. like a no. BMF tournament no. format. You know, no. so no, 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 no. So why do they? Why do we do this? No, I know, I know. I mean, you know why? I mean, it's every belt. We've talked about it before. The championship is fleeting. It means whatever. It means whatever we agree for it to mean, right? So fucking the we have champions at different weight divisions. We think that that is a better structuring, but instead of the UFC, you know bringing in another division, creating a cruiserweight division, splitting up that gap between light heavyweight and, and heavyweight, um, you know, I don't know, doing a lot of other things. Their idea is like, we have this gimmicky thing where you can bring it out and make it all hokey. And people loved it because it sold a lot. Like it was an actual title when it was like more, it was more for like that fight, that fight kind of like was, it was like, you know, Nate hadn't really done a lot in a while, right? And so he was, like, going to get this, like, shot. And Jorge was, like, on this trajectory. And so it was like, oh, like, this is kind of a crazy matchup. Now we got a crazy title, and we're going to have The Rock give it, and it's all crazy. It kind of felt, like, good for that for that time period. You feel like <clears throat> if they had had that fight with no BMF belt, it wouldn't have made as much money. 
No. It wouldn't have made the company as much money. No, 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 no. I think it would have made enough money. I think that the UFC didn't couldn't justify it because they believe that ha- there has to be title fights at least so many or every co- pay-per-view has to have a title fight or whatever it is. Like, that's how the UFC justifies, like, charging people, like, almost $100 now per pay-per-view. Okay? And so they're like, okay, we, you know, basically, basically, there's a lot of financial freezing out. There are fighters now that, you know, want their money and want to be paid, you know, more equitable. And so that's causing the UFC to kind of, you know, have to pivot with matchmaking because sometimes we get some really good matchmaking cards and sometimes we don't. And there's a whole bunch of situations. All the there's all that like level of stuff that's happening, and part of the fallout from that is is you know stuff like the BMF title. Like they're bringing it, they're bringing the BMF title back because it's a gimmicky thing. They're gonna have Dustin Poirier, who's like, I don't know, like he has been like at the top or like right around the top. He feels like it feels like the Dustin Poirier probably should have had the BMF title this whole time, not because he's the baddest motherfucker per se. I mean, he's a bad motherfucker. I don't know if he's the baddest motherfucker, but like. The Dustin Poirier has been in this like kind of spot in that division where he's kind of been like the second champion. You okay. know what I'm saying? For a while. Okay. He's kind of been like his own champion because he only like takes selective fights, but he fucking, you know, beat Connor twice and kind of like solidified him. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and uh, fought Max and done all this kind of stuff. So he's kind of like in there, the title, except he didn't really get the like, you know, or whatever, didn't really couldn't wasn't holding the actual title. And so, I don't know. To me, it kind of makes sense that, like, he would have that position. But the thing is, is, like, Jorge got the title, and he didn't even defend it. Like, if you're going to have a gimmicky thing, then next time you fight, your title should be on the line. Like, that's how it should work. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't get We're not the crossing whole... the weight divisions or anything, and there's no... That's why I don't get, that's why, I don't get why the belt is attached to... The, the title. Do you see what I'm saying? I know. Like, I, I know. I, I know. And like, you could just say this fight is for the baddest yeah. motherfucker and not have to make a belt for them. I just don't get what the belt does for it. The belt just symbolizes. That's the, that's the whole thing. That's like the whole wrestling psychology. Like, why do they have a champion? Why does he hold a belt? Because, like, that belt symbolizes, like, to reign over everybody else. Okay. You know? Ex- except when you're at the champ at a weight class. You don't get to fight without putting that belt up. I know. Whereas if you're the baddest motherfucker, you can just fight whoever you want and never have to actually risk that belt. I know. With this BMF title, they believe that they got to have a title to have a, a card. And the card that they have in Salt Lake City isn't bad. Like, that they presented, right? There's a whole bunch of good fights on that card. But there's no title fight. And if they're going to fucking charge people the kind of crazy money to come see it and act like it's a pay-per-view, they got to have a title. And it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me, given his level of pettiness, it wouldn't surprise me if the reason why we get the BMF title to come back, because the BMF title is in what division? Well, it was at 170, right? Was yeah, it not? that's what, okay. yeah, exactly. So well, who's the champion of that division? Leon Edwards. And who, and, Leon Ed- <laughs> and who decided that they weren't going to fight Colby Covington yeah. and they were going to okay. fight... Do you okay. see what I'm saying? So, so his punishment is we're gonna is, bring back the BMF title, not, not and, getting the BMF belt. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm just saying. I okay. wouldn't put it past him. That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't no, put it no, past him. No, no. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. I just fuck, man. I guess it just gets so stupid and petty that I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I know. I know. Like, what no. the fuck? Dude? I mean, I mean, I know. And and 
let's just keep going with the show because we're gonna get into all of it, all of the <laughs> levels of pettiness. That's on. That's on there. So we'll, we'll get into it. But like, okay. let's just move on. So the BMF title is back. If you give a fuck, you give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck, but I'm excited for the matchup. Gaethje versus Poirier. Two. Yeah, sure. Fucking gonna absolutely. be fireworks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so absolutely. like, yeah. Doesn't need the title. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Um, episode one of Tough. Let's get to it. Okay. okay. Episode one of Tough. <laughs> the Ultimate Fighter is back. Yeah, exactly. Let's get <laughs> on to something a little less gimmicky. Let's get on to the reality TV show fucking MMA shit. Yeah. Um, okay. so funny that that's less gimmicky at this point. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I've always been a big Tough fan. Uh, I just, you know, I, I don't know if it's the nostalgia factor or what, but um, I, I like it. I like the platform. I like, you know, on a random weekday, I get to turn it on and see some fights or whatever. Um, and the seasons were always better when the coaches didn't like each other and had some shit. Oh, of course. Could, yeah. Could Way more shit, entertaining. Right? Yeah. Like there was a, there was a few I was watching a couple of years back and Robert Whitaker is one of my favorite fighters, yeah. but he did one with Kelvin Gastelum and they're just two really good dudes. Yes. There was like nothing there. I and know. so, you know, I watched the it. The replay was, value is not very good. No, and I'm yeah. just like, I mean, this is. This is cool, but you guys are actually like two really good dudes. You don't really hate each yeah, other, yeah. <laughs> so there wasn't yeah. any of that drama. Like, or when you go back and you look at Cody Garbrandt and T.J. Dillashaw, like that was a fucking good season. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody wanted to kill each other in that I season. Know, Even know. the fucking assistant coaches they I were know. bringing in. I know. Or the past kill each seasons other. with uh, Mayhem. You know? Yeah, Mayhem and Bisping, Bisping and Forrest and, fucking, and yeah. um, Rampage. Any, I mean, even any Tino Ortiz season. I, I no, that's what I'm saying. We <laughs> talked about it before where we were like, you know, saying like, dude, we're just lucky that, I mean, we'll get to it now. But like, um, you know, I didn't know what to expect with the whole Connor coming back and like, you know, how he was going to be yeah. training with his group or whether he was going to be training with his group. The last time Connor was on the Ultimate Fighter, he did train with his group, but he was more about there for like the paparazzi and the and the promotion and mm-hmm. using that promotional tool and creating the little like rivalry like cut scenes in the show and right. you know what I'm saying the, yeah. that was like his whole thing because he was still on his trajectory upwards so he was like proving himself over and over he knew that there was the entertainment value and he was going to exploit that for mm-hmm. every bit because that's the showman that he is but um with this you know to see him come in and you know um be just like you know hands on helpful getting in there leading the uh you know uh training um you know just being a uh, a part of it like it shows a lot of maturity it shows that like to me i mean and here's the thing this is what we're seeing we're only seeing the cut version of, of what course, they want to show okay but just from watching it my assumption is that uh it looks like he's really back to you know fight and um that you know the competitive spirit all of that, um, getting in there with the younger guys, and that was his whole thing, right? Was mm-hmm. like taking the younger guys. And the other thing, it made a lot of sense for the younger guys is because the younger, the guys that are in there to, you know, um, uh, prove themselves, the challengers, what they call the them? prospects, the prospects, um, they their minds are one to be molded. All this is brand new to them. They're getting this shot, all the rest of it. So he can really, it's a lot more hands on. Whereas like with the veterans and stuff, a lot of them, like he can, you know, him trying to like get them all like, you know, hyped up and stuff and like, believe in me and like, let me help you and stuff. And a lot of them are like, dude, I've done a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. You know? And so, and a lot of them probably feel like maybe they have whatever feelings about Connor, you know, maybe they, whatever. So, 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 you know, and so that's why it, it made a lot of sense to me why he went for the prospects and all that. But long winded way to get around to it was I wouldn't have been surprised if when we seen Connor come back, if it wasn't like, 
reminiscent of when Ken Shamrock hosted the yeah. Ultimate Fighter. Was it one of the coaches, yeah. rather, of the Ultimate? Hosted was the better word. He didn't really coach. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, for sure. You know, he didn't there was do a shit. lot of like getting the guys yeah. together and like having them watch like past fights and like no. go golfing. I, and I it was really weird. Yeah, I distinctly remember that season because that, that season, Tito Ortiz is having his guys carry each other up like six flights of stairs <laughs> and fireman carries and stuff. And then it switches over to Ken Shamrock and he's like, Yeah, well, I just came over today so we could watch some of these old fights and we could talk about. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude. He's like, Let's order some pizza and hang out. And they're like, What is going I, I can't beat. So I gotta make weight, dude. What the <laughs> fuck, man? Yeah, yeah. Um, they, yeah. He didn't end up winning the season. I mean, surprise. So. Yeah. So and, and now, now Connor's first fighter got knocked out within thirty seconds. Yes. So okay. we will see. Yeah. By, because by who? By Roosevelt Roberts. Yeah. Now, who does Roosevelt Roberts remind you of? Uh, who? Somebody Who's that we know. Who does he remind you of? <laughs> who does he remind you of? <laughs> dude, he reminds me of fucking Skrilla. That dude reminds oh me of fucking God. Skrilla okay, when okay. he was talking about his shit and gotcha. like you know and, and just gotcha. everything. I was like, dude, this dude reminds me of fucking Skrilla. Yeah, no, he kind of does. I yeah. hadn't even thought about that, but yeah. you're right. When I was watching when he's talking to, I can't remember if it was Holobar or whatever. When they're just talking about their diary yeah. and shit. Yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah, good call, yeah. good call. Um, yeah, but again, like shout out to Skrilla, <laughs> Connor's <laughs> first fighter. Um, yeah, got knocked out in 30 seconds, and again, it's the, your first week there. You don't have a lot you can put in to somebody, especially a prospect in that short period of time. Right. So maybe it would have gone down like that anyway. But if it ends up being one of those things where like all of Connor's fighters aren't learning anything or getting any better and all the, all the veterans are just keep knocking them out. I mean, the show is heavily edited so they can make it look however they want. So they can make it look like he's present and being effective. But if the fighters continue to lose, then yeah, but the, okay, you're right. But the other thing is like, Let's be honest. The veterans that they picked for the show, I mean, they've got some like like real competitive veterans. They do. They got Nick Cantone, former winner yeah. of the Ultimate True. Fighter. True. That dude always had a lot of promise. They have Jason Knight, BK one of the fucking, you know, yep. BKFC head dudes right now. Yeah. You know, he's in there. Um I, I just I'm like I, I don't and and a big part of it is I don't know the prospects. I don't I didn't do my research. I, yeah. I don't know, you know, what what it looks like. I'm really, I'll be really interested to see how the show goes. That's another um, aspect of it that's really entertaining. The thing about this show, about this season, because I watched the last season and I enjoyed it, the Nunez. Uh, I did too. Um, Nunez Pena. Pena, thank you. Um, season, I enjoyed it too. But what I like about this season really is all the different dimensions. Like there's the fighting dimension and the fight was good. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it. But the dimensions that we have of. Connor coming in here and like whether or not this fucking fight is even going to happen. Okay. With Michael Chandler. It's still not signed. No, I, There's I still know. There's still no fucking no, actual date on it. I mean, he looks like he's going to fight, but like, we don't fucking know. No. And that's they pure, can wait till the last minute and it could be him versus the fucking Leon Edwards for the title. That's the thing. And that's pure Connor McGregor, right? Cause he didn't fight favor yeah. when they were uh, yeah. opposing coaches. Yeah. I know. So, no, that's, that's totally his speed. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so like, there's that dimension. There's also the dimension of the vets versus the prospects. That's a whole dimension in itself. There's the dimension of, you know, like there's there's just all these different dimensions um, going on that makes it really entertaining because when you're watching it, it's not just the reality show of the guys in the house and then they got to fight and do that. That to me gets a little repetitive over a while or the women in the house or whatever. And not, they're, not that they're all... 
like that. There's coaches' challenges in a lot of it, mm-hmm. but they're on the fucking 31st season now. So it's like I know we've seen 31 of these motherfuckers, yeah. you know. So to have it like this and this and to feel like it's like this, like fresh, right, with all these different dimensions, mm-hmm. that's what helps keep it like you know to me the the viewing audience. And so I was really excited about the first. Um, episode i thought it looked good and i'll be interested to see what happens with the rest of it yeah me too so yeah all right um and other news uh we talked about it before uh, a lot of pfl fighters have been failing drug a tests lot. and getting cut from the season a lot that is continuously happening <laughs> I mean, gonna continue to I happen mean, they might not even be able to have a season i guess they got enough alternates but still that's not a good look you no. know what i mean and especially when the newest member to get banned off the season was a uh, rob wilkinson you know, yeah. So, um, it, looked but I really good in his first fight. I know. I don't know what he. I don't know what he got busted for. That it was like Clementon or whatever it's called. Clementol, whatever. I don't Clemia know. Trizoli yeah, or whatever, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of what those other guys were getting busted for. Gotcha. There was like ten of them in total, and he was like. It's almost like somebody's handing out backstage right before the fights. You know Something. What I'm yeah. And then, and then busting you later on. Yeah. Or it's in the water, <laughs> like pumping it in the supply, and they're like, "Sorry, dude, you're out." Yeah. They're just gonna. That's how PFLs figured out how to get the matchups that they wanted at the end. They're like, "Oh, you were you beat who?" Well, sorry, it doesn't look like you passed that fucking UA. He's like, I never took the shit. Not what he said. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> but but yeah, I mean, any any thoughts on that that we haven't already fucking like I said, about? this it's not a good look for PFL at all. I mean, not that they're doing fantastic anyway but i mean to have so many people yeah you know be be pissing hot and not being able to complete their season uh yeah it's it's not a good look it makes you almost want to rethink the whole season platform you know the whole season format yeah i don't know i mean i'll be honest with you they only get two fights a season so i mean i do think there should be more you're right but um but but that's even worse then. Then if you only get two and Wilkinson's supposed to be in the next one and he can't be, and so you have to put in an alternate who didn't even fight in week one. You but know? Here's the, yeah, but here's the thing. Think about this. A lot of, like the, there's been fighters that haven't really been some of the names, but there has been some of the names that have left. Right, Wilkinson now, Santos, some of the other fighters. What if you take these guys that because they don't have a lot of names in PFL and they like hold them off this season? Like they brought them on. And then they're like, oh, they failed their UA, and they like take them off, and then they let it play out, and then we get like some new champions and stuff, and then they bring them back on, and then they have a fuller roster. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It was the same roster okay. before, but now, okay. you know what I'm saying? All right. Maybe that's what they're thinking. I, I can don't see fucking, that. I, don't I can know. see that. I don't fucking know. They, they failed on purpose. Yeah. So this is what happens <laughs> when I smoke before the show. Okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. Um, <laughs> we've been fucking holding it off long enough. So there's been a lot of pettiness going on back and forth Dana White versus Francis Ngannou Dana White now versus Aljo Dana White versus your own intelligence like it's just like I mean and we also should have put Dana versus Leon Edwards on there too yeah you know what I'm saying no exactly Dana versus the world yeah is what it should have been yeah um so yeah but here's the thing okay you talked about a little bit before but it's like how are you gonna come out and make statements okay now I'm my devil's advocate is like he's a fucking promoter. Of course he's gonna. But I'm just saying, how do you how do you come and make a statement where you're like, you know, not only like in the Francis and Ganu John Jones case where 
you know, six months in time, you're like fucking John Jones can't hold a candle to Francis Ngannou to being like switching it over or friends or John Jones rather. Let's be, let's be more fair. John Jones should be, you know, scared or be on the watch out to fight Francis Ngannou to, uh, Francis Ngannou, you know, can't fight John Jones. Like Francis Ngannou's scared. That's why he's, he's going to go take easier fights. Yeah. You know, not only that switch. But we have, like, within days of switching. You know what's funny is, like, we did the fucking whole, we did the whole segment, the whole, like, uh, behind the lines with Peter Murray. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, dude, like, fucking MMA fighting on their, like, Monday morning shows or whatever. Um, or, uh, yeah, uh, they, uh, they've been doing the whole, like, the same segment. <laughs> but they, yeah. like, cut, like, what Dana's saying and then yeah. talking and cut and then talking and, like, do the transition. Yeah, they got that and, from and, us. Like, no, no, they no. They listen to our podcast no, 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 and they're no, no, like, no, no, oh, fuck. No, like minds, like minds. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was like, holy shit, like, what the... Anyways, um, so I digress. Uh, but, yeah, so, but, like, literally, he's going off and, like, saying, like, oh, Francis Ngannou is going to go over there and fight with those gimmick fights. That's not what we do here. We don't do gimmicky fights. We did it one time with uh, Conor McGregor because it made sense. We're not, we don't do that stuff. Two days later, he's like, if, if Tyson Fury wants to fight, we could set that up here. Yeah, you know what I'm no, we can do it over here with John Jones. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like just automatically flipping yeah. it back over. And, and just the fucking... The, the hypocrisy and pettiness over and over and over. It's just like, and like you said, now you see John Jones even being like hypocritical and taken from the Dana White playbook. Yeah. Like, the, you know, like it's not, it, we live in this United States of amnesia. This is true yeah. with this 24 hour news cycle. So like people get lost in the sauce, but like motherfuckers, they've been paying attention to what's going on. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about, dude? No, it, there's, it, it hits, it hits in so many levels and things that we talk about all the time. <clears throat> if you're a promoter, promote your champions. Yeah. Aljo's your champion. Yeah. Leon's your champion. Yeah. If he doesn't want to fucking fight Colby, who's two and two yeah. in his last four fights in the last five years, yeah. then promote somebody else for that fucking fight. That's your champion. Fucking ding ding ding. Like this is like these are the people that have fought and worked their ass off to get there. So that, that won them. the matches. You were <laughs> like, you were like, look, the only thing that matters is if you win. And then they win. Yeah. And then you're like, well, that still doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I, and you, you already took yeah. away the sportsmanship, and now you're fucking taken away from your own sport. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. This is literally turning into the WWE. Yeah. That's literally what it is. And it's the same thing with the whole Alger situation, yeah. right? Like, it, the, these fighters are allowed to come out and say things they don't like. They're allowed to talk shit. Yeah. They're fucking fighters, dude. Yes. Like, that's what they do. They I talk know. shit and they fucking fight for a living. Yeah, and in order to do that, you got to be a little crazy. So it's <laughs> no. like, what the fuck are you thinking? Dude? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. So I don't get where a lot of the shit comes from. And uh, yeah, so why he routinely fucking shit bags all of his own fighters, especially his, his champs, is beyond yeah. me. That's it's entirely counterproductive to the whole promotion. Yeah, and I heard, and I heard, you know, somebody talk about it, but it was the same thing. Like he was going off talking about Francis Ngannou. He's like. Francis Ngannou wants to take easier fights for more money. He doesn't want a challenge. Like, dude, Francis Ngannou's whole fucking life has been a fucking <laughs> challenge. More so than, like, <laughs> you know, any most people in the world, yeah. and definitely Dana fucking White. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, dude, what are you fucking talking about, dude? Like, <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. It's just, it's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. And, and, like you, and, like, we've both said, you're the president of this company. You helped grow. You've seen the promise in the old UFC and got these, you know, billionaire casino 
fucking jerk offs yeah. to finance you enough money to grow the fucking sport and play this fucking teeter, teeter totter Russian roulette game of whether or not it's going to work, whether it's not, it's going to yeah. work. And it worked and it's a big fucking sport. And then you act like you're a kid in the fucking sandbox. You're like, deep fact. My fact don't fight deep fact. No, fuck it. It's just like, dude, like, I, I know, I know that's part of the humanistic thing. And like, we're all like children to some level, but it's like, Dude, what are you doing? Like you're 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 not doing yourself any favors after everything, you know. And, and I know the UFC is still making record profits, and a lot of it has to do with like the show that they put on, and because they're been the top for a while now, that's like the standard. So everybody that watches MMA watches UFC and watches everything else. Yeah. But if they continue down this path, I'm telling you, people like us, the fucking like, you know, that that you know pay attention people listen to this podcast people that like are the heart and blood of you know the mma like yeah. sport like the, from from the other side like if we see the changing of the guard if we see that there are promotions that put on better fights and have better compelling you know and their judging is way better and and everything yeah. all the problems that you see over here and you're seeing it way better over here and it's you know and you're getting the dream matchups you want to see over here that you never get to see over here because of all the politicking now it just gets to this point where it's like do you know how this story ends? Yeah, you absolutely. know what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and and we've talked about this before. The UFC isn't, and Dana especially, are not doing anything to prevent that. You know, they're, it, they're no, they they're can't almost, get out of their own way. Exactly, they're almost like ushering it in as yeah. fast as they can. Like they can't wait for somebody to see all of the problems that they have and do it better. Yeah, and 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 a lot of these are. You yeah. know, it, it it is what it is. Um, but we did talk about Aljo, and there's a lot in the news with all that. Mm. So Aljo. Is gonna fight, and then he was like, "I may not fight, but I'm probably gonna fight," and that caused this whole fucking stir up between, you know, Sugar and is O'Malley gonna fight, you know, Aljo or Triple C gonna step in there and fight Sugar Sean because the, to be honest, really close fight with Triple C, really close, mm-hmm. and then Sugar Sean O'Malley, you know. Went, won a judge's decision, okay? He won the decision from the judges. Whatever. Over How do you feel Peter about Young. that? Yeah. How yeah. do you feel about that, okay? I'm just saying that if they end up putting that Henry fight together against Sugar Sean, I think it would be... I think it, I, I would like it because I think it would either legitimate O'Malley, you know, even more so, or let, let's run back that fucking Triple C the way it should be. When mm-hmm. they have a really, really close title fight instead of being like, nope. We're going to freeze the fucking division for a year <laughs> to let this fucking rematch shit happen. They're like, you go take the fight with the next challenger. You beat him. You come back and get another shot. Except I guarantee if they put together a Sugar Sean and Triple C fight, it's an interim title fight. I guarantee fucking Oh, yeah, 100%. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, they would do it just to despite Aljo, yeah, even if yeah. fucking... <laughs> even yeah. if he could fight. If he was like, wait a minute, I'll fight. And they're like, <laughs> no, nope, we're doing the interim title. I know. Yeah, that's exactly that's one exactly more slip up, do. and they'll be the legitimate <laughs> champion. Oh, fuck, man. Um, and then there's the whole Marab situation because Triple C originally called out Marab, and then fucking Marab was fucking uh, uh, O'Malley was hating on Marab because Marab's like got this gimmick going on with that sh- that jacket, yeah, and fucking whatever else. I mean, wh- I mean, what do you make of this? Like, what do you think? Wh- how do you think it is going to happen? What do you? Well, I wanted to see the this? CCC Marab fight. I thought, that, I thought that's a great matchup. Yeah. That's not somebody CCC's given up a bunch of height and reach to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Marab has crazy cardio, yep. so yep. I think that would be a good test for him to see where his skill actually lies. He has the cardio, 
But how deep does his skill go when yeah. he has to fight somebody like CCC when they're mm-hmm. both the same kind of stature? Yeah, it's really gonna it's really gonna be skill on skill and exactly. see. And, and Cejudo has more than enough of the wrestling pedigree exactly. to be able to handle Marab. Exactly. And that's usually all Marab does is just grind people down yeah. with his wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, I, I'm really interested to see that fight too. Yeah. I yeah. I, so right after that um, Aljo CCC fight, I, I thought one of the things that I thought might happen would be Marab would end up fighting Sugar because Aljo would be out for whatever reason oh, okay. or, you know, injury in training or wanting to take a break in between fights. And so they end up putting Sugar versus Marab, which I think works out in the end because, again, I didn't think Sugar won the Peter Yan fight. So I'll. I wasn't too stoked for him to get the next title shot. Me neither. I plus, agree 100%. Plus, he was also offered a title shot against Aljo, and he declined it, which is why CC jumped in there exactly. and got the fight. Exactly. And then he was like, wait a minute, no, I'll just take the fight. <laughs> no, I know. This whole fucking thing is, uh, dude, it's so fucking gimmicky. It's just uh, the fucking cringe division. It's just, it's they bad. can't like figure out how we're even going to like get to the fucking finish line. How's it going to look? It's, it's bad. Just, it's, yeah, it all, is. all we know for sure right now at this moment today is that Aljo is the current champ. But yeah. that could change tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> if he came out and said something that Dana really didn't like or said he wasn't going to fight Sugar or some bullshit like that. All right. That's the end of the hot takes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> all right. Moving on to the mill. The mill. Francis signed with the PFL. Shout out to Francis Ngano. He said what he was going to do. He set out what he was going to do. He got a lot of hate, a lot of pushback. His agent, uh, Markel, and him got it done. All of it's all good. Biggest contract guarantees his opponents of $2 million. He gets a portion of the gate, pay-per-view percentage, guaranteed money. Question is, is it a great deal for the PFL? History would say no. The leagues that throw all this money at the fighters, Affliction, other leagues, they're not around anymore. So I don't know if you can sustain a business model giving Francis all this money, all this power. I don't know if it's capable. I hope it is. So that was Brendan Schaub um, asking a, I feel, a legitimate question. It's a legitimate question, yeah. Um, Yeah, and that's something I think we maybe even touched on in the last podcast that we did. They're not throwing that money at all the fighters. Right. But Francis might be worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly. Um, But, like, really even further than that, his justification for it is that, or his, not justification, his uh, uh, discrepancy with it is that he says, um, or no, rather, his justification for his claim that is that it wouldn't work out well for PFL is he's like other promotions it didn't work out for affliction other promotions. <laughs> okay, so affliction was a clothing company mm-hmm. that the UFC banned, and then affliction was like, well, fuck you, and they spent a bunch of money and signed a bunch of fighters and became competition until the fucking their main event got pulled out because they were a clothing company, right? They weren't like in it to like you know, to, right? To, to be, do the yeah, yeah to make the sport thing. They were just in it to be like, well, we'll show you how fucking much you know what I'm saying, right? It was one of those kind of things, which were great cards. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the two affliction cards, absolutely. Yeah, no, I no, they're phenomenal. Those were awesome. I yeah. I paid for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, know? no, me too. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but no, but the thing is, is like then you talk about the other promotions, and it's like, well, what other promotions? Like Elite XC, Elite XC hemorrhaged a lot of money, but they weren't like, they didn't really know what they were doing. Right. They were in there like, you know, 
trying to put all their money behind Kimbo Slice, and they had a whole bunch of good fighters, but they was like they didn't know what they were doing. Bad uh, financial sense, and right. everyone else got bought out by the UFC. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, <clears throat> so that's that's probably not the best example to use for that. Um, but some of these other promotions, okay, compared to the UFC, every other promotion throws money at the fighters. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. So I'm sure I'm sure that's exactly what it looks like. But the reality of the situation is is that you can revenue share with the fighters. Yeah. Look, look, we didn't put it on there. We probably should have, but let's just let's just get into it, okay? The UFC financials came out over the last week, and it's turned out that over their last year's earnings that they've made insanely amount mm-hmm. of more money and that fighters are getting paid even less than what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. That it's even, you know, that it's fucking 13%. They were saying that they thought it was around 18% now, and it's at 13%. Right. Um, and so that's the problem. We live in a world where fighters are so underpaid that when we talk about, okay, here's this guy, and he's making moves, and to do it, it's legitimate enough to question. It is. But at the same time, you, you got to know. It's like it's almost like when you know people being like, Oh, now they're going to let boxers not have to fight a hundred fucking rounds. How are we going to know who the fucking champion is? You know what I'm saying? Right. Back when boxers used to fight like that. You know what I'm saying? It's that to me, there's that whole sort of thing where it's like, well, we haven't done that for, we've never done that. So we're worried about what it's going to be. Like I get signing Francis for all that amount of money and having his opponent make that kind of money is big, but everybody knows about it. Everybody like there are more eyes that are going to watch that fucking PFL fight than all of PFL's fucking former shows put together. Right. Because enough people know about all that shit that is going on. All all of this. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so when he's asking that question, which I do feel like is a legitimate question, but when he's asking that question, it's like, dude, like that, that's why it's going to, because you know, uh, yeah, and, and again, this isn't something they're doing across the board for yeah. all their fighters. No. They, they did it for Francis yeah. because they wanted Francis. He has the name. He's going to bring them money. He's going to bring them eyes. People are going to watch. They're going to be good fights. So it, it benefits them in, in a lot of ways. Like I feel like <clears throat> I feel like the UFC co-promoting Connor's boxing match with Floyd Mayweather is is, is kind of a lot like this. And I don't think they like how much power and equity they had to share with Connor after that happened. Yeah. I know they made a ton of money, which yeah. is why they love doing it. Yeah. But I don't think they liked <clears throat> what the power that McGregor had yeah. over the, over the company after that, after that point. Yeah, you know? for sure. Absolutely. Like if you want me to fucking go, then there's a lot of like exactly. Hulk Hogan style. Like I get to control my own creative kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I get, I get my sponsors. You're going to push proper 12 like yeah. a motherfucker. And like, you're going to you know? bring in my team to fucking get some of these positions. You're going to exactly. do this and that. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, and the, which is a lot more legitimate. For somebody know, that has contributed so much to the sport. I, know. I mean, it's just crazy that you'd be like, I know. And so, of course, the UFC wouldn't want it. Exactly. Because then it creates more hassle for them. Exactly. Because they don't get to do what they do best, which right. is shove people into corners and positions and make them fight their way out of exactly. it. And, and, and put them in the worst possible scenarios as far as their career goes, yeah. which is what they do. So I, as much of a control freak as Dana White and the UFC brass are, there's so, even to this day, I guarantee there's still a huge bad taste in their mouth from doing that, which is why the narrative is the way it is with what Francis is trying to do. Mm-hmm. But all it takes is one to start 
and show that it can be done and that it is beneficial for all parties. Yeah. And you, you'll you'll end up seeing more of it. Yeah, exactly. Because the yeah because the difference we talk about this a lot. The difference between a superstar like Conor McGregor and you know just another like name that's fighting on the UFC is a lot of times is you know like you get like Conor got a lot of help and attribute in order for him to be able to you know take to the type of stage and be the type of person he was. There was a lot of early promotion that was already put out with the whole Connor thing. And then, and just, and the way they kind of set up his career and the rest of it, like there was a whole bunch that went into it, but he still had to perform. Like he still exactly. had to show and still exactly. had to perform. But what I'm saying is then the dude went and won two titles, didn't defend either of them. There's not a lot different with Conor McGregor and a lot of the highest level fighters in MMA. And the only difference is that they let Connor play his position and he did it really well and it worked out really well. Yeah. My feeling is like, look, that happened. It could happen again. Yeah. And there could be more of those guys that are like that. You know what I'm saying? Because people identify with, with the people, with their struggles, with, with all that, with the culture and stuff. And so it's just like, yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely think, like I said, I think it's a legitimate question, but I think there's a lot more fear that is surrounded it just because it's something that is so new that hasn't happened before and the rest of it. But in all reality, like, yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of, there, there's a lot of other scenarios that are very similar that can show that, yeah, it can work. And I think that it's going to, because dude, Francis and Ghanu, whoever he's going to fight. And that's, you know, that's a whole nother box of worms, but like whoever he's going to fight, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be big. And depending on how they have Francis, cause they're already going to be paying him a crazy amount of money. Like how they use him is yeah. a big part of it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, we've seen, we've seen it happen in not just this sport, but in other sports where uh promotion gets a certain name that's high level and a really, really like one of a time, one of a lifetime type of uh talent and just, suffocates it like doesn't know what to do you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah and so we'll have to see how the pfl handles everything i think that's a bigger part of it than the financial shit i don't think that we should focus so much on the financials because there is so much money that is being fucking discarded that's not being looked at and now all of a sudden fighters are you know certain fighters are making something that's real realistically justifiable for what they're doing and what their contribution is and you know it's i i honestly see this happening more yeah and especially where the ufc is involved <clears throat> because now let, let's think let's think about this so ufc is still one of the better platforms to build your name right because there's a lot of eyes on it so you win some fights you get a name and then you're close to the end of your contract and you, you get, get the title you get the title fight yep and now you know the ufc tries to start pulling their bullshit and you're like you know what i I can honestly wait out my contract yep. now because now they legally have to have term limits on their contract Dude, and they never la, used to have to. A la <laughs> Frank Shamrock. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. This sit dude out. did it. Another yeah. reason. I know. So, so I'm, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll sit out. I've got some money. I'll sit out. Yep. I'll wait out my contract. Yep. And then I'll, I can go. Yep. And I'll take the title and I'll go somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. And they'll, and they'll end up losing a lot of the championships. Yep. People, and it's going to end up being this whole reverse thing. Instead of UFC buying people that built their names in other platforms, all these people that built their name in the UFC's platform, they'd be like, shit, man, this, everybody else has a better deal than what yeah. you're giving me, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I definitely see more of it. I think that it happened before with Frank Shamrock, and I think that it was at a time when the sport was 
barely able to survive and it mm-hmm. was living in the dark ages. And I think that if it would have been, if I think that would have happened five, 10 years afterwards, I think there would be a totally different sport that happened, mm-hmm. you know, than what we see today. But France is doing this now and making this move and it paying out and all the rest of it. Dude, there are fighters that are watching that. Like there, oh, I guarantee I, there's no reason why now with Francis leaving and all this, now there's all these contract disputes with all these champions being like, I'm just not going to do this. You know, <laughs> no, and they're I like, know. what the fuck? I and it's know. like, dude, because, the, because the, they're starting to realize their own power. Like, right. Because this is the environment the UFC has created. Yeah. This is the thing. This is this is on them for the situation being like this. Yeah. You know, if the pay, even if we're not going to talk about the base pay for the starting out fighters, there still needs to be a a compensatory upgrade as you continue to move on and win fights in the UFC. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it should, and it should grow accordingly. And, and then people would be less reluctant to leave, Mm -hmm. you know, start letting them in on sponsors and profit sharing and stuff like quit paying them in fucking crypto you know what i'm saying like <laughs> well it's not even like legitimate crypto but like <laughs> i got gotcha. you yeah uh, yeah I know. I know um yeah so that's the milk <laughs> <clears throat> all right all right let's uh go into the mailbag for ask the cast okay you've got all mail right. um see. so a good segue would be Speaking of Francis and the PFL and that deal there, um, who's his next opponent going to be? Now, I can't remember who it was. Was it was it Murray that came out and said all the speculation on who his next opponent would be is isn't even close to the names they're actually looking at. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. For the question you're talking about, name yeah. an opponent for Francis that would be multi millions worth of interesting. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Because like I said, the names that you throw around, maybe we're not reaching too far to see who's available to fight. Maybe we're looking at PFL's heavyweights. Maybe we're looking at free agent heavyweights. Maybe we're not looking deep enough. We're looking at all that, and because it's PFL. These motherfuckers will cross promote. Right. So yes. that opens up a whole nother world of what's possible. But if you were to step back and be like, what makes sense? Um, <laughs> Tyson Fury. No, uh, I mean, you could do that, but that's not what I think. You could do, there are, you know, UFC castoffs that you could end up. I was thinking Alistair Overeem rematch, but isn't he in like jail? I'm thinking like he went to jail for something. I mean, not that I know of. That oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. He failed a drug test and he's banned. He can't okay. fight for a while. I think okay. something like that happened. Okay. There was something going on. Anyways, um, Fedor is always there. We'll wheel his ass out there and let him get decapitated. Let's not. Let's not. Let's um, not. Let's not. Because that, that would, would be, not be that pretty, That would be dude. very sad to do to not. the old Russian bear. So, so not cool. Yeah. Yeah. So not yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> no, you really, you really want to know what I think is going to happen? <laughs> I do. I, I do. This is what I think. I think that John Jones is going to fight Miocic, and Miocic is going to fight out, finish his contract, and then they're going to do a rematch outside of the UFC. And really? And a shit ton of money. That's okay. They would make a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure Miocic wants that thunder again, but... Uh, I think he does for fucking $2 million. <laughs> yeah, that's a good I think point. he does. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I I, I dig that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about the, 
Francis Ngannou Tyson Fury thing, and like you could you could have that, you could promote that in the PFL, like, and you could still you could do mixed rules. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you, like uh, like one and shit where yeah. they're like one round boxing. Exactly. Second round Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah dude. If you if you if fucking Tyson doesn't put it on. Fucking Francis and get him out of there in the first round. It's fucking bad news, dude. I know, I know, I know. But I mean, they'd have to pay a shit ton of money for that because fucking Tyson Fury, given that whole situation with John Jones, where he was like talking shit to John Jones, John Jones was like, "We can fight," and then he was like, "I'm a boxer. You're not a boxer. You can't box <laughs> yeah. me." It's like okay, but the difference there is he knows John's gonna take him down. Like, yeah, yeah. that's not Francis's game. Like, yeah. I know he had to do it for Cyril Gone, but. Like he was on two fucking blown knees yeah. and no, no, we could do a kickboxing one round, fucking boxing one round, kickboxing another round. No takedowns. We don't need takedowns. I swear to God, however you set the rules up, if you got those two motherfuckers dude, in the ring together, dude, fuck it. We can bring in Ben Rothwell from BKFC. <laughs> no, you could, fucking, dude. They could do a whole bunch yeah. of shit. They yeah, could. absolutely. They could. I mean, sky is the fucking limit. Yeah, that's why when people talk about, it, especially like with the way that that question was wrote, where it's like. Who would be a opponent that would be worth multi millions, or be multi millions worth of interesting? It's like you're looking at it the wrong way. Right. Like you're not. Don't look at like who we can find to fucking pay two million dollars to. Think about like we have two million dollars now to make an opponent with somebody who's not the fucking UFC that is. They're bend. They'll bend over backwards to do shit with Jake Paul and whoever the fuck else wants Guaranteed. to do anything. They're Guaranteed. like, dude, let's do something. Like yeah. it, we're Guaranteed. fucking struggling. Like. Yeah, we, I mean, the possibilities are fucking endless. Yeah. So. No, it's a good situation to be in. It's a good situation that the PFLs put themselves in. And, yeah, and, and now they all just get to sit back and, and watch how it plays out, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, no, it's crazy. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, next question. With the Hall of Fame coming up, who is someone that needs capital, needs to be added, besides Frank Shamrock, of course? Yeah, I mean Frank Shamrock has got to be first on the list. Yeah, <clears throat> but there's so many different wings in the UFC Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, there's people that are in there, but they're only in there because they had a good fight, not yeah. because they actually have because they should be a bust in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, and um, and then there's people that are in there. For like gimmicky ass reasons, you're like, <laughs> oh, why is Arnold Schwarzenegger in the fucking? Why is I mean, yeah, I, no, or, and and maybe you know this better than I, but Charles Mask Lewis is in the UFC Hall of Fame. Can't recall what he did. I mean, he helped grow Tap Out in the in the early days. He was a fucking he was like a, a main creative character. Dude wore face paint. Him and his crew, they were at all the fights. They were part of the whole overall show experience. So I get it. But the I get, like I get why they would put him in there. I would, but the, and they didn't put out any of the other guys. They were like, "Fuck you, other guys." And that's because he died. So they were like, "Okay, we'll memorize him." Like okay. This. But the thing is, is like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other people should that should be in there. Um, just thinking off the top of my head, one person I feel like should definitely be in there is fucking Tank Abbott. I think that that dude should be in the UFC Hall of Fame. 100%. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? I, I I don't know. He's just he's not because he fucking never fucking won the title <coughs> because he never won a title. But that dude. No way did he not ever win a title. No, he didn't. Oh but God. but but there's the thing. In the early days of the UFC, the fucking beginning, 
And that's what I'm talking about. Well, I'm not talking about the early days, like fucking the golden years around UFC 100. I'm talking about like fucking UFC fucking six, UFC fucking seven, UFC fucking nine, UFC like, okay, fucking Tank Abbott was like the first like, you know, real persona in the UFC. Before that, everybody was just styles. And this dude came in here and he was like, I'm a fucking pit fighter. And people were like, what the fuck is that? And then <laughs> yeah. he would go in there and he would fucking put people to fucking sleep. And you were like, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so. Okay. So, no, and, and that's. <clears throat> that That's why I vote for. Okay. So back in that, back in that era of the yeah. UFC, um, winning anything in the UFC probably didn't mean anything if you didn't have to go through Tank Abbott. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. so many of those people's careers only mean something because yeah. Tank Abbott was yeah. an, an opponent. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So. I know, I know. And it's just, I don't know. It, yeah, to be that important and that influential at that beginning of the stage, it's like, how the fuck is that dude not in there? You know? Um, I don't know. Um, and there is a lot of different wings. There's fight wings and the rest of it. He would definitely be in the pioneer wing. I think it's good they put Sakuraba in there. I, w- I was really appreciative of that. He definitely needed to be in there. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot more people that need to be in there. Um, so who's who's somebody that uh, you think needs well, to be Well, now I got to go through and <laughs> see who the fuck's already in there. Just find out <clears throat> why, who is and who isn't and who should be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Fader should be in there, right? Not in the UFC Hall of Fame, but in the MMA Hall of Fame. Like, that's really what this comes down to, right? Okay, is okay. like, fucking, there's a lot of guys that should be in there, you know, in the fucking, in the Hall of Fame. So, it was good okay. to see. Yeah. You see you see who's in there? Okay. Kay. So, yeah. And so, for the purposes of this conversation, we should stick to Pioneer Wing and Modern Wing. Okay. Right? Okay. Because these would be not individual fights Mm -hmm. that were put in there or people, administrators or brass or anything like that. These would be, this would be like your actual hall of fame. Okay. So just to make it easy, we'll, we'll start hoist Gracie, Ken Shamrock. Not sure why Ken Shamrock's in there. (laughs) Frank Shamrock's not in there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, did he ever hold a a belt in the UFC? He He did. He was the ultimate, fight ultimate ultimate fight I, champion i guess he did i guess yeah. i guess he did yeah, yeah. okay okay dan severn yeah okay um and then dan severn randy couture mark coleman chuck liddell matt hughes tito ortiz pat militich boss rutin minotaro noguera don fry marie smith kazushi sakuraba matt sarah rich franklin kevin randleman that's yeah. the pioneer wing yeah it actually seems pretty small yeah i might have thrown oleg Taktarov in there no yeah definitely oleg should be in there definitely he you should know? be in there yeah. yeah i mean he won one of them and he was runner up in a couple others yeah you know no exactly yeah and it's funny because like boss rune's in there and it's like boss rune had like two fights in the ufc he yeah won the title against kosaka which was his most memorable fight and then he fought kevin Renneman and he lost and kept the title he mm. got his ass beat that fight i mean i don't know but why is he in there because he's a fuck because his persona because he fucking... Well, because he was a pioneer, uh, maybe not of just the UFC, but of MMA. Well, of, yeah, and Pancrase and that kind yeah. of thing. But, like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though, okay? It's like, there are other guys that did a lot more for the UFC. Yes. So, it's just like, what are we doing, you know? Yeah. Um, Oleg's a good, a good name um, to be in there. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of them. Um, there really is. I mean... Like, Mark Kerr, the Smashing Machine's I not know. in there? I know, I know. Mark Kerr's not in there, I know. 
um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the, it's one of those things that the more you start thinking about it, the more you're like, hey, wait a minute. Why aren't a lot of these motherfuckers in I here? know. I know. There's a lot of them. And like Vanderlei Silva. Like, how's Vanderlei Silva not in the fucking, you're not in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Like, fucking. V- Vitor yeah. Belfort? Yeah. I know. Vitor Belfort should be in there. Definitely. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of those guys. I'm just happy that they kept Randy Couture in there because I know how petty David Dana White is. I'm so. I was amazed when you t- we talked about this before, and I was so amazed when you told me that he was actually in there. Yeah, because yeah, I mean first double champ, first two division champ. Yeah. 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 Fucking bad dude. Yeah. Yep. It's a bad old man. All right. Um, last question. It's grilling season. <laughs> <laughs> what you got <clears throat> on your grill? Um, yeah, I grill literally about every day. Oh. Um, I, I think for, for some reason. Are you, are you a, are you a charcoal or a gas kind of guy? So, <clears throat> all right, we're going to get real personal here. Um, <laughs> not against charcoal. Yeah. Okay. However, I am probably one of the laziest people in the world. So, <laughs> Uh, so I grill with gas because I don't want to wait fucking forty five minutes to <laughs> to get the charcoals going. So like, a, I, I nothing against it. I I know it's good if yeah. you know I had all the time in the world, it's probably the way I would go. But like I said, I'm super fucking lazy. I love being able to go out there, click a button, it's on, and I can start fucking grilling. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm the type of dude that like, even if it's my lunch hour and I only want to eat one hot dog, I'll fucking turn my grill on and I'll grill <laughs> one fucking hot dog, dude. <clears throat> so what have I been grilling lately? All sorts of shit. Um, last couple of days I've been grilling pork ribeyes. Um, I grilled a bunch of New York steaks, New York strip steaks. Um, I was grilling a bunch of, um, fruits and vegetables. And, um, I think next week I'll probably start grilling a bunch of fish. Nice. But. Yeah, I mean, big-ass big, big ass slabs of meat, dude. I'm, You know, brats, fuck, man. I, I grilled so much this last weekend. It was unreal. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's good. It's good you're getting into it. Um, weather's getting better. I should get into it, too. I'm one of the fucking bison burger. There you go. Fuck, yeah. Dudes. Fuck, so, yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Hell, yeah. Charcoal. I like going through the whole process. I know, I know, it really does. It really is its own thing. It's and a whole fucking yeah. It's it, a whole thing. You're and and yeah, yeah. You're so right. And <clears throat> like I said, if I was just fucking around, you can't drinking do that all day, on your lunch break though. No, no, you can't. <laughs> like I said, if I was just fucking around and like just drinking all day, that would be nice because that's so chill. Because yeah. you just go out there and you just light them up and you wait and you go and you do something. You come back in half hour, forty five minutes, and you it's wait and you see if yeah. they're. Yep. Yeah, dude. No, for sure. And you know, there's a there's a whole argument on which one's gonna taste better. Um, I think gas is a little bit cleaner. I guess it depends on what kind of charcoal briquettes you buy, but but still, yeah, there is like a smokier flavor to right. The, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I I don't think it matters. It's just some people. I'll really, tell you what, though. Really matters. <clears throat> though, I, I never had a pork ribeye before. Oh, really? And not that I'm a butcher, but I guess just eating enough steaks and realizing how similar animals are to each other, I should have realized pigs also had a ribeye section. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I got it and it was fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. So fucking good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really not a big fan of pork, but I do like. What? I know, but I do like a pork loin. I like pork chops. You don't I just, like, I just you don't like, sparingly. What's the matter? You, know? you don't like bacon? 
Uh, no, bacon, <laughs> no, bacon's good. It's just sparingly. I'm just like, you no, know, you're supposed to say, no, nah, man, I just don't dig on swine. That's all. Yeah, it's just fucking, <laughs> didn't, you know, it's my Muslim fucking, you know. So, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> no, nah, but seriously, fuck the pigs. All right. Fuck <laughs> 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 the pigs. All right, you heard um, it. All right, so... I think it's your uh, favorite time of the show. The spotlight fights. Spotlight fights. <laughs> All right. So um, um, we kind of already uh, touched on it earlier, but let's get into it. Uh, Poirier versus Gaethje. So Poirier versus Gaethje 2. Mm-hmm. 2. Right? Because they, yeah, they did yeah. fight. I was still um, thinking about the BMF title. I was like, oh, yeah, the BMF title. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, they're both they're both badass motherfuckers. Yeah. For sure. I, I see the fight going. Not, the first one? Yeah, because Gaethje's a different fighter now than yeah. he used to be. Yeah, and like, he knows the, how fucking Poirier's going to, you know what I'm saying? How he was able to execute on him before, he's not going to do that same thing. He was able to execute on Gaethje because that was back when Gaethje just threw. Like, exactly. he depended on his toughness, and he was just going to throw heavy. And he still hurt Poirier. He still put Poirier in wobbly legs a few times. Yeah. But but Poirier was able to withstand it, land the better shots, and, and put him away. Yeah. And since then, Gaethje has changed. He's become more patient. He's become a much smarter striker. Yeah, exactly. He's not just going to go in there and throw leg kicks and leg kicks at you and try to, you know, hurt you with leg kicks and then come up with that clobbering right yeah. and take you out and get you in a firefight. That's not his M.O. anymore. No, and, and there's been a lot of great examples. You could look at the Tony Ferguson example, but still one of the best is his last fight yeah. where he fought um, Fazeev. Yes, and fucking took him to town, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I know it was close. And we were both favoring. No, for sure. Yeah. Because Fizet, yeah. And but, but the way he spent his time learning uh, Fizet's timing, and and just you know putting it on and putting it on and touching him and touching him until finally it was a third round and Fizet had to go all out. And then Gage was just like, "No, you're mine now." You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's going to be really interesting. I I, I don't know. I think they're going to beat the ever-loving shit out of each other is what I think, man. Like, I don't, you know, Poirier, that motherfucker hits like a truck, dude. And he's got he's got really decent striking defense. These are two great stand-and-bang fighters. They yeah. really are. Really XL-level strikers you they know, are. in their own right, you know? Yeah, no, they absolutely are. They hit hard. Yep. Um, they have great technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> it, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily see a clear road to victory for either one of them. Yeah. Like, it's going to have to be a war of attrition. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I really think that... Uh, I think that you make a good point about Gaethje being a different fighter. I think what it's really going to come down to is Poirier's inactivity. Okay. I think it's a bigger deal the older you get. Um, and that's sort of where I would favor Gaethje more so in this rematch right now. Now, this is just brand new. Like the matchup just got matched. The matchup just got announced and this is our first time fucking talking about it. Um, so I haven't really given it a lot of thought, but just overall, it's like, you know, like, dude, we've seen, there's so much footage of Dustin Poirier. You know exactly how he's going to be. Even if he's been like training this whole time, you know what I'm saying? How many new wrinkles is he gonna come out to show? And you know? and you're right about that. But one of the most badass things about Poirier is that he can bite down on his mouthpiece and just throw when oh, he gets 100%. down to it. Yeah. Like look at that Michael Chandler fight, man. Yeah. Like 
he got caught. He was put on the. But when it, when push comes to shove, yeah. he will. He'll just be like, "Fuck no, it, dude, yeah, let's go." Yeah, Gagey's the first fight with Gagey. The Carter yeah. fights. I mean, he's just yeah. No, and a hundred percent exactly. But I'm just saying, when you're not as a, that high level, and you're not that when you're at that high level, and you're not as active, and then you get back in there. And especially against somebody where there's a rematch where the guy lost from before and you're just not being as active. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm, I'm not I don't know. This no, is just me from no, my fucking it, chair. No, but it, I'm just no and you're right because like because the more the more you look at it, the more you're just like, man, it's it's so fifty fifty. At least on paper, it's as about as it's about as even as a fight can be, right? Yeah, exactly. No, it really like is. Like these both both of these guys do the same things very well. And I even wanna I even wanted to say that like, okay, but Gaethje uses his kicks more often, but he kind of didn't in that Fizeev fight at all. No, and um, Poirier really kind of did in that Connor fight. That's kind of how he ended up, you know, yeah, wrecking that ankle. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah man, I, <clears throat> yeah, interesting. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, that's also on the same card as Jan versus Pajeda. Is that official? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's official. Okay. It's on that uh, same UFC card, the one in Salt Lake City. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you think? What do you think about that matchup? I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, Pahara wants to move up in weight um, instead of just keeping the middleweight uh, division stagnant with, okay, the third, you know, fight. I think between... he's just sick of cutting massive amounts of weight. I mean, no, I it's pro- no it probably is too. It, no, it probably is too, but I'm just saying, like, I think that's I think that's an awesome thing. Instead of instead of you know, especially after just losing the last fight of a knockout, let's get some fresh, get something else going, get some mm-hmm. new momentum, wind under the sails kind of thing. Um, I like it. He's a big dude. Um, should be good. Jan was talking about wanting to come down and fight Izzy at middleweight. Remember, he was like after Izzy won, he was like, "Hey, let's do the rematch for your title now." Since right. I gave you my title shot, um, and so it's a good chance for Jan to see what he looks like against, you know, a relative middleweight because he's the former middleweight champion. So, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's at light heavyweight, I'm just saying. You're yeah. going to get to see somebody who is quicker, you know, probably more technical, those kinds of things with the striking. So, um, I like the matchup. I do. Um, I think the biggest question, though, well, I don't think. I know the biggest question, though, is Jan has relatively good takedown game. Yeah. How is that going to work That's against That's exactly where I was going with that. Uh, if, if he's smart, he needs to lean on that. Uh, yeah. Not that he doesn't have power. Lean and on not Pajeda. that he hasn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, not only lean on Pajeda, but lean on clinch yeah. and getting the fight to the ground. No, exactly. And, you know, turning it into that kind of a grind. Um, because, again, not that John doesn't have technical striking, because he does. He was mm-hmm. able to outpoint um, Adesanya. Yes. Um, but he does have power. He's got plenty of decent knockouts on his record. Um, just not sure it stacks up with Alex. Uh, yeah, and I don't think getting into a firefight with Alex, exactly. even if you have power, uh, you're dealing with somebody who's quicker and more technical. Right. It seems like that's going to get there a lot sooner than it's, than your punch is going to get there. Yeah. I'm just saying. So. No, and, and Alex was a two-division K, K1 champ. Yeah. So it's not like he's not used to fighting at this weight class. Yeah. He did, and he held the belt. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. So all that to be said, um, yeah. What do you what do you what do you think? Hmm. Yeah, who do you favor in that? Yeah, I like Alex in that one. You do? Yeah. Yep. I mean, 
and not to take anything away from John's accomplishments at his age, but age age is a factor. It is. It is a factor. Um, I really want to favor Alex. I really do. You can go with you. You can go yeah, with Jan. I just think he's Blachowicz. gonna. I think he's gonna fucking lay on him. Okay. And yeah. Get the ground and pound. Yeah. I really see that happening. Yeah. Um, also, Andre Munoz versus Paul Craig. <clears throat> so Paul Craig's moving down in weight. Yep. Um, Munoz coming off that submission loss to Brendan Allen. Okay. So interesting matchup, mm-hmm. right? Because Paul Craig just got knocked the fuck out by Johnny Walker not that long ago. Yeah. And is moving down in a weight class, which could be beneficial. Could be. <clears throat> with a guy that likes to grapple as much as he does. Maybe being one of the larger guys in the division will help him out. Um, and Munez, we thought, was this absolute ace on the ground until he got submitted by Brendan Allen. Exactly. So, yeah, I, it's, I, I have a lot of questions for both of these fighters going into this fight. I see. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested just to see how it plays out and who comes with what. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's a that's a good point. Uh, Pedro, I remember, or Pedro. <laughs> that's it. It's the other Munoz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andre looked pretty good on the feet um, up he until did, a actually. certain point. He did actually in yeah. the Brendan Allen fight. He was yeah. really uh, putting the um, he was touching up Brendan Allen a bunch. Was. He had him wearing the damage yeah. on his face. Um, yeah, um, I'd be really interested to see that, how Paul Craig deals with that. I think that, you know, uh, Munoz is uh, definitely skilled on the ground. Paul Craig definitely skilled mm-hmm. on the ground. Maybe a little bit of cancel- cancellation. Paul Craig on the feet. Yeah, really He's pretty chinny. Yeah. Um, so I think I would probably favor Munoz just a little bit. Just weighing that out in my head. That's yeah. where I would go. So. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and Paul Craig's a real slick ground fighter too. I, the difference I see between the ground games is, um, Paul Craig, actually really good off of his back. Munoz not so much. Right, kind of needs to be in top control to implement his game plan. Paul Craig doesn't give a shit. He'll, yeah, he'll pull guard. Yeah, exactly. And if it gets to be a submission match, that would be great. Right. A lot of times, it's not what ends up happening. So we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, sounds like you're favoring Paul Craig. No, no, I really don't have a favorite in this one. Like I said, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I like the matchup. You're just fence riding, motherfucker. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I am in this fight. I usually don't have a problem picking, but um, I, I am in this fight just because I, I, there's a lot of questions, and I'm really just interested to see how each one of these guys bounces back. Paul Craig not just getting knocked out, but you know, the weight change and Munez with one of his first big losses, especially by submission. So. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. All right. Um, big news in boxing. Errol Spence versus Bud Crawford. Yeah. Terrence. Terrence, Bud Crawford, Errol Spence Jr. Hey, <clears throat> super, super excited for this fight. Um, it's for all the belts. All the belts. <laughs> Every single belt Yes, is, is on the line here. And so whoever wins is going to be... Unified, right? Yeah. And this is a fight that they've been talking about for a long time. Um, I remember talking about this as a possible fight before Crawford's last fight, which was against Porter. Right. Sean Porter. Um, good fight. Um, Crawford thoroughly took it to Porter in mm-hmm. that fight. Um, so, yeah. I mean, 
I don't know how you feel about it, but I think it's gonna be good. I don't really, I don't really know who to favor, one way or another. It's gonna um, be pretty close. <clears throat> yeah, I. We are gonna win as the fans in this fight yeah. because this isn't, especially in today's. When I was growing up watching boxing, you actually got a lot of these fights. Right. They were like everyone was fighting everybody. Everyone was like, they all had. They all were just like. I'm, I want to fight the best because we're going to see who's the best. You exactly. know? And they fight again, too. You know, like, that just doesn't seem to happen in boxing. Like, no. You get a couple. That's why there's, like, six or seven belts now. Just like, no, I've got the WBO. You can have the WBC. Mm-hmm. He can have the ring. And, you know what I'm saying? I so know. it's like, And we're all cherry-picking yeah, opponents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're all just pat our records. And and then right before I'm about to retire, I'll fight one of you dudes. Yeah. And, yeah. But, but these guys, they're both pretty much in their prime. They're both um, <clears throat> legitimate welterweights. They both have great records. I know that Errol Spence Jr. lately has more decisions than Crawford. Crawford's been kind of TKO and KOing opponents. Gotcha. So, but what does that really mean, though? Does that mean Bud wasn't fighting as stiff a competition as, as Errol Spence, Spence? That would be my question. Or does that mean Errol Spence has just gotten to the point where he's like, I'm a better boxer, so I'm just going to outbox you. And if the, and if the finish comes, it comes. If it doesn't, then I just put I just put rounds away until... Exactly. You know, so, so yeah, I do think it'll be interesting to see how how it goes down if, if Terrence is going to rely on his power to carry him through even when he's not winning the exchanges at least by on numbers right right <clears throat> and if Errol Spence can do the dance long enough over 12 rounds to make sure he doesn't get crushed by something like that you know yeah or if getting this fight that he's been clamoring for for a long time maybe invigorates him to right you know, yeah yeah absolutely show another so. yeah I'm really excited for it I, I'm I'm definitely going to tune in for this I know it's going to be a great fight so yeah, super excited that they were actually actually able to get this matchup together. No, we're really lucky as fight fans, fans of boxing, all, all all of that combat sports in general to be able to get a fight like this with all the belts on the line between the two best in their division. You know, mm-hmm. it's doesn't happen a lot anymore, so definitely don't miss that. All right, so. Ready for moving the pre- on. Yeah, ready for the previews? The right. preview. Preview. Let's see what's coming up in the next couple weeks. Um, All right. Let's do the fight night because that's Saturday, yeah? Saturday, the fight night. Kai Car France. Yep. And Amir Al-Bazi. Al-Bazi. All right. My rack. So um, I will admit that Amir Albazi has managed to reach rank number seven with me not having ever <laughs> seen one of his fights or recalling one of his fights. And so in preparation, I did actually go and look at um, some of his highlights just to kind of see where he's at, mainly because Kai Car France is one of my favorite fighters. Right. I absolutely love watching this dude fight. Right. Um, I think if Albazi wins, it's because... He got Kaikar France on the ground. Think so? I do. I think if it stands for an extended period of time, late first round into the second round, Kaikar France has put him away. He yeah. just seems a little bit too hittable, and for as little as he is, Kaikar France will fucking put you down. Dude. No, he could thump. He could thump for sure. Um, I've been a fan of 
Kaikara France from back in the Ultimate Fighter. Okay. When he came up right. to the Ultimate Fighter. Um, and the thing about him is that he's one of those fighters that we talk about that when he's on, he's the fucking yeah. world beater. Yeah. But when he's not, you know? I mean, the only fight he's lost recently was to Moreno. Recently, yes, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. And he's, I know. He's and, like, he, and he even had some good moments in that fight. I know. I know. Um, Albaze, to me, is a fucking, he's a human grinder. You know yeah, what I'm saying? No, for sure. And he'll for sure. exploit the weaknesses as soon as he can with whoever's opponents. His last fight was a knockout. The fight before that was a submission. The fight before that was a fucking unanimous decision beatdown. Wherever he feels like, you know, he can fucking find that. But win that knockout was TKO on the ground. It was. That was ground and pound. It was. It was. <clears throat> he has, to me, he has seemed hittable. Oh, no, he's definitely hittable. Yeah. He's definitely hittable. And that's what I'm saying. If Kai Carrot comes in here on his game, yeah. he'll probably fucking score all over this dude and take him out. Yeah. He probably will. But I don't know, dude. There's been a lot of fights, or not a lot of fights, but there's been fights where I'm like, dude, Kai Carrot France is going to win this. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? True. Very true. So, yeah. So it, it makes me feel a little hesitant one way or another. Um, I'll probably have a better decision the closer we get to the fight. But this far out, I'm, I'm a, it's a wash for me. Yeah, I'm I'm rolling hard with Kai Car France. Yeah, I'm just such a big fan. I can't. I'm just a big fan. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a big fan. I'm That's just my a boy. big fan. That's my boy. Um. Okay. So, uh, co-main event: Daniel Pajeda versus Alex Caceres. I'm a big Who's Alex Caceres for, fan. I have been for a long time. This is a dude that's got a lot of fights in the yeah. UFC. Yeah. <clears throat> He's gotten a lot better. In the UFC, yep. Um, he's worked on his ground game. He's gotten submissions. He's a very technical striker, and and I, I feel like Daniel Pineda is is really good too. I don't know. I'm excited because I I do. I want to see Caceres do well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I would like to see Caceres do well too. He's one of those fighters, almost of Michael Johnson. Stature. Right, I don't want to right. bring that even up. Okay, I really don't because, you know. Because you don't want him to get knocked the fuck yeah. out like Johnson um, just Yeah, did. so, um, but uh, to be completely honest with you, um, fucking Pajeda's a, a fucking dog. That's the thing about him. Yeah. He's like, he's shown that, that even though he took time off and then came back and, you know, was still right there fucking punishing no, that's um, true. new challengers coming up. That's absolutely um, true. He's, yeah, he's he's tough. And so this is a really good matchup, I feel like, for these two um, to see, you know, if Alex can push past that and maybe be a threat to those that are towards the top or if um, Peta is going to fucking, you know, put a big fucking Holy shit. stick in the spoke. What's up? <clears throat> I'm only going to bring this up because we talked about this earlier in the podcast. Um, Daniel Pineda has two wins overturned in PFL for testing positive for banned substances. Oh. <laughs> just like if we hadn't just talked about that, I probably would have brought it up. You know what's funny? It's like whoever's doing PFL's testing seems to be a lot more legitimate <laughs> a lot than uh, USADA. Yeah, because I don't think whoever does it for the UFC is good at it at all. I don't think they care anymore <laughs> at all. I mean, literally. That's <clears throat> why That's why the Conor hasn't announced his fight, because as soon as he announces his fight, he has to be in the fucking pool, and he's not ready to go into the fucking pool, so they haven't announced his fight. Either that or they just don't tell us anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, either that or people are popping left and right in the UFC, and they're just literally not 
They're just like, look, they're like, look, you want to just take a fucking free p- paycheck? Just take a fucking <laughs> paycheck. Know, yeah. We've got so much yeah. money to burn. That's fucking funny, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Benita is le- legit. Like, yeah, it, yeah. I, I'll wait to see what the odds look like on that. Because I do, I do like if Caceres. If a favor, yeah, one or the other, you may throw some money on the dog or what? I, I, I'll put money on Pineda if he's the dog. I yeah. don't think he should be the dog. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of dogs, Jared Gordon um, facing Jim Miller. Jared Gordon coming off of his Patty Pimblett loss? No. He, oh, did he fight after that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it was um, something had happened, right? It was like... Some more controversy. Yeah, it was against Bobby Green oh, with the headbutt. Oh shit! Yeah, and they're not putting that fight on again. No, they're not. Okay. Um, so yeah, so okay. Jim Miller, Jim yeah, Gordon. Yeah I, yeah, I got Jim Miller. You got Jim Miller. Yeah, I got Jim Miller all day. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Jim Miller's just, you know. Yeah, but he still he still About does what he does. Time. I know. But, but he still does what he does, and he does it really well. And so, yeah, I don't see anything from Jared Gordon that shows me that he can do what Jim Miller can. I don't know. The dude has had a crazy luck, uh, crazy luck streak. Older guy gets a chance against fucking Patty. A lot of people think he wins the fight, loses the decision, controversy, fights Bobby Green, gets a fucking it's knocked out by a head. head. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just like. Um, yeah, dude's had tough luck. I don't know. Maybe he comes in here and head kicks fucking Jim Miller. I don't know. We'll have to see how maybe. it works out. Maybe. Maybe it's time to turn the luck over. I don't know. I'm not going to call it. Um, Tim Elliott um, making a comeback from all the domestic shit happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. Against uh, Victor Altamirano. Alter, yeah. From Mexico, so, yeah. Um, it's I, I find it strange to see that Tim Elliott's still ranked. Um, he did have a string of losses, and then obviously the absence. So I am kind of surprised to see him still ranked there. Uh, I mean, he almost beat DJ. I'm just saying. that's where I was going to go with that. But at <laughs> one at one time, he did look like he had yeah. some game yeah. to bring to the stage because he but did. That was back he, when he had the dreads, though, or the braids. Remember when he wore the braids? That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Maybe he's bringing back those braids. It, maybe that's what he, all he needs to do. Is, See, he got rid of those braids, braids and he lost so. his girl. You know? um, all right. Uh, some other fights on the card. What uh, what looks what looks good to talk about? The pit, the pit bull. Andre Arlovski. Andre Arlovski still fighting. Still fighting. Still gonna give it a go. I'm, um, hats I'm, off to him. I'm scared because. You know, god damn, I just did not need to see that guy get fucking here's planked the thing. again. No, here's the thing. I'm scared too, but I'm scared for the other reason. I'm scared because it's a heavyweight where we still haven't got to that transition yet. And this dude could fucking win. He could knock out. He could get a couple more knockouts. And he could be pushing for another title shot just to fucking come crashing down. That's true. I mean, that's kind of been this... What's happened the past few years? No, like the, the past like he'll twelve string, years. Yeah, that's been a He'll string three to five fights together, <laughs> and you're like, oh, title shot, and then somebody knocks him the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. and then it's the end of it, and they're like, fuck, maybe we need to rethink this whole career thing. And then he, on the undercard, just slowly <laughs> know, starts getting does. the fights. He does. Comes, starts coming up to the top. Yeah, you're like, here we go again. Um, yeah, should be good. So, Jimmy Malarkey will be yeah. on the card. Yeah, your boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you know. Magomedov. One of those Australians. Abu Abubakar. Abu Bakar. Yeah, Abu I, mean, I don't know if I like the guy. He's kind of a boob. Uh, I mean, yeah, but he's a tough tough bastard. That's true. 
<clears throat> yeah, it should be good. So UFC Fight Night. Um, they got. Yep. Also, this weekend, we don't really talk about it a lot because there's not a lot on it. But K1 World Grand Prix 2023, the middleweight, the GP. middleweight, the yeah championship tournament. Um, there is 17 fucking bouts on this card. That's not kidding. Um, there is a 10-man tournament Mm -hmm. that's going to happen. So, yeah, um, should be really good. I'm going to fucking try to figure out how the fuck to watch this because, That's going to be the question, yeah. yeah. The fucking Ryzen cards have been fucking fire. Yeah. Now they got K1 middleweight. I mean, these are fucking some bigger fucking, you know, guys like I'll... I don't know. I want to see this. No, and I'm telling you, there's some legit fights on here. Senchai, uh, PK Senchai is going to be fighting on there. Oh, yeah. Senchai is fighting on there. Yep. I'm trying to look for some other names that that I recall. A lot of Japanese kickboxers, but I'm with you. I I think this deserves a watch. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, me too. I'm going to try to figure out who the fuck has it or how the fuck you watch it or whatever. I mean... It's going to be 2 a.m., and it's going to be... Oh, it starts at 11.30 at night, Eastern Time. So it's going to start at Yeah, but 17 9:30. fights. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's going to start at 9.30 our time. So it'll go all night. Yeah, it will. Yeah. It'll be up till 3 or 4. <laughs> time to find some additives. No. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, so that should be good. That is also this weekend coming up. I'll fucking watch it. Um <laughs> If we could tell them where to watch it, that would be helpful. Dude, I know, but that's what I'm saying. If you know, get at us. Fucking scrapcastyahoo.com. Okay. All right. uh, PFL for regular season. Um, Yeah. What do you think? Here we go. So it's featherweight and light heavyweight. Yep. All right. You've got um, Brendan Lohan, Mm -hmm. Jesus Pineda. Yep. Tyler Um, Diamond. Chris Wade. Bubba Jenkins. Marlon Marias. Marlon Marias. I know. Like it. He's he didn't win, but he's still in there. Impa Kasangane, mm-hmm. former UFC fighter. Yep. Of Andrew course. Sanchez, former Andrew UFC Sanchez. fighter. Um, former tough winner. Oh really? Yeah. Shit, I didn't realize that. So um, Rob Wilkinson is out. He's out. He was smoking the <laughs> weed. <laughs> smoking the dope. Um, okay, so who's this is so. Okay, I have a question, and I guess I should have done a little bit of research on this. I don't know. So if let's I can say answer. you take Rob Wilkinson's spot in the season. You don't get his points. No. Okay, so you just have to start in week two with no points. Yeah. Okay. But that means you need to finish. <laughs> yeah, it does. No, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, Ty Flores has a win in three points. Um, he's fighting. Um, he needs to finish because Martin Hamlet and Josh Silvera both got their wins in week one and got finishes in the first round. So they got six. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, let's see. Bubba Jenkins, Brendan Lohan. Lohan got a second round finish and Bubba Jenkins just went to a decision. So Bubba Jenkins needs to finish. Count those points up, man. No, for sure. Because if Brendan Lohan just gets a decision finish, he gets eight points. And Bubba only has three. So even if he gets another decision, he still only gets six. So he has to get a finish. Right. right. So he's got to be pushing for that finish. Um, Lohan was the only one at that weight class that got a finish. Hmm. So, so he, I mean, he's 
he's number one right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. So he might not even be motivated to get the finish. We'll see. But, but yeah, that should be good. Yeah, should be good. See how it all turns out. There's definitely some interesting matchups on there. Um, speaking of interesting matchups, BKFC in Montana. Yeah, dude. No place better than fucking Grand Falls. Um, <laughs> Great Falls. <laughs> well, it's going to be a grand old time no matter what. For but, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Good stuff, yeah. Um, I'm from Montana, by the way, just in case anyone <laughs> wants to know why that's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, right up Montana's alley, though. Bare Knuckle Fights. Used to yes. see these at the bar every night, so it's good that these guys are getting paid now. Yep. Um, you Stuart, know anybody on there? No, me neither. Not really. Uh, n- n- mix? We watched, we watched Mix fight, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched his one fight from before. Okay. Yep. He didn't win it, though. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did? Yeah, he got a knockout. Lloyd Mix, my bad. I, I don't not know Not the other Mix. Gotcha. Yeah, you're thinking of Patchy Got, exactly. Mix. Exactly. Okay. That's okay. different, yeah. Okay. Um, you're right. I don't think I know any of these other guys. Nope. Uh, what about this DP, DP guy? Is that your cousin? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's not. No. Okay. Does he look like my cousin? I don't know. <laughs> Could be. All right. He's so just that, saying we're all related because we're from Montana? I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> all right. That is uh, next weekend. And also next weekend is UFC 289, the big card that wasn't. The big card that wasn't? Yeah. Because it's not very big? Because it's not a very big card. Nobody's on it? Well, not nobody, but I mean, Amanda Nunes, Irene Aldana should be a good fight. Um, I'd love to see Irene Aldana get the fucking title. Um, and you've got Charles, Charles Oliveira, Benito Darius. That's a fucking great fight. And that's it. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> There's like nobody else. Like, why is Mike Mallon and Adam Fuji on the main card? This Danny Gay versus Nate Landwehr, that'll be a good fight. That deserves to be on a main yeah. card. That's an action-packed fight. Yeah, that'll be a good fight. But uh, still, Mike Mellett and Adam Fujit, why are you guys in the main card? Yeah, and there's some interesting matchups on here. Uh, Khalil Roundtree is going to fucking comatose Chris Dawkins. He's Most gonna, likely. Yeah, he's going to get fucking put Wait to sleep. Wait a minute. They both ranked number 13? Yeah, so it says. But wait a minute, is that, I think Chris Dukagas was rated 13 at heavyweight, wasn't he? Now he's coming down. That's Kyle. Oh, that's Kyle. Kyle well, see, look, wait, 242 pounds. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Okay, so he's, okay, gotcha. Yep. So, Chris Dukau is dropping from heavyweight to fight Khalil Roundtree at light heavyweight. Chris Dukakis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nasruddin Imavov and Chris Curtis. Chris Interesting. Curtis. Yep. What Akeem Dawadu? What's, what's the over under on Lucas Chris Almeida. Curtis? <laughs> That'd be a good fight. That's our Luke, Lucas Almeida is our fucking the dude right that I was like he stole fucking homie's walkout song and then came out and he was the bot right wasn't he the bot? I think he was the bot. He was the dude that got the fucking knockout win. I'm pretty sure he's the okay. Bot. Okay, that'd be a good fight. <clears throat> I want to know what the over under is on Chris Curtis bitching about his fight with Master Imavov. Um, pretty high. Especially with uh, him and Sean Strickland starting a whole podcast together. I mean, yeah. Because he just he complains about every one of his fucking fights, dude. I mean, I think that's what they do together. Is they just no. sit around and complain together. Like, he, that's just Chris Curtis's thing. Like he, yeah, I know. That's mad shit about. Well, you know, but so is Sean Strickland. <laughs> Who talks more shit than Sean Strickland? I'm just saying. Chris Curtis. Yes, yeah, Chris Curtis. <laughs> um, Machel versus David um, Dobrak. Yeah, yeah, that is an interesting matchup. Yeah. It's not interesting in the fact that like I think it's gonna 
it's interesting how the styles are going to play out. Agreed. I'm thinking it could be very boring and maybe like it could be awful, but it could be interesting. So, um, yeah. Um, I think that's about it, though. At least I, I am aware. We'll have to see how it all plays out. I mean, I'm hoping... A couple Canadians on the card. A couple like, Canadians. Yeah. I mean, they're in, they're in Canada again. They're oh, making fuck. their Where return. They? They in yeah. Vancouver, Van- gotcha. Vancouver, BC. All right. <clears throat> well, um, I mean, what do you think? Pena's, or I mean, Nunez keeping her belt or what? No, I want to see Aldana take it from her. I think that, you know, Nunez time has passed. Okay. Okay. That's what I think. And I know we've, I know we've picked our Oliveira Dariush. Um, fights already. We did it on the spotlight fights, but has changed. it changed? <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I got Dariush. Yeah. Nah, I'm still fucking. I'm still thinking Oliveira's gonna pull okay. it out. Okay. Be good. Yep. All right. That's about that. So should be a good card. We'll get together. Fucking. Yeah, let's do it, do we'll, and we'll grill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll grill a bunch of yeah. shit. So it'll be a good time. Let's fucking buy some burgers. Throw some blue cheese on there. Fuck that blue cheese shit. <laughs> Not me. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, right. that will conclude uh, Scrapcast episode. Yeah, thanks, taking part. Thanks for being, being thanks, here. Thanks for listening. Um, always um, ask the cast questions at scrapcastyahoo.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll uh, be back in a couple weeks. Alright. All right. <laughs> we out. Till next time. Yeah. This has been Scott Cast. Fuck around and find out.